and innocent turned evil. This week on the podcast, Christopher Pike's The Wicked Heart. Welcome to another episode of Teen Creeps. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And this is the podcast where we discuss YA pulp fiction. Today, our guest is comedian, writer, improviser, Katie Plattner. Hi, Yay. guys. Thank Welcome you for to the having cast. me. Thank you so much for doing the show. Of course. And reading a book. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what is your experience with YA pulp fiction of this uh Oh, I don't know what I'm really um, <laughs> of this quality. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I read like a decent amount of YA fiction, but really not specifically horror or pulp because I don't enjoy being afraid. Oh, and I was actually a little bit nervous doing it. I was <laughs> oh, like, I know it's for it's teens, but like, are the is it what if it's actually fear. scary? It was no. So you fine. were not scared. No. Luckily, <laughs> this book tells you everything that happened before. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. don't need to be afraid at any point because you already know what happened. You're in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, like. No surprises. You. No. Yeah, yeah. You. From the very get go, you know who the killer is. Oh. From Instant. the first first sentence. I mean, from <laughs> maybe from Isn't the back the of the first book? line, like Dusty. His name is Dusty, Dusty Shame. Shame. I know. That is so stupid. <laughs> is oh, it the word, he, like Dusty Shame didn't want to kill or something? The first line is, the mind of a killer is an empty thing. The strings of a puppet are filled with mischief? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> this, this part, this like, this beginning like couple of paragraphs is very like, <laughs> I feel like the he's like a, this sucking is. on a like Werther's while he's like telling us about. <laughs> oh this. yeah, he's really like, he's like relishing. Yeah, he's tasting the word sucking on a Werther. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. It's the fanciest candy. <laughs> to me, it's an old person's candy. It is oh, an like, old person's candy. He's a hundred percent sitting at a typewriter eating hard candy, yeah. <laughs> thinking he's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. He's like alternating between the Werther's and like the clear red ones that are kind of cherryish. Mm. We have very different. I think he's sitting there drinking a white Russian, thinking he's Ooh. writing like the next Mickey Spillane. Uh, that could mix with Werther's, okay? I think yeah, that would be fine. I do want to say oh, flavor wise, the, the it's dedication a very good combo. <laughs> that really lets you know, like, oh my what God. he thinks of this book. I didn't look at this. Till Making now. a statement for myself. This dark story written during those dark nights. Uh, Maybe that's why I was picturing like late night white Russians. <laughs> if I can piggyback on that, I caught mm-hmm. like literally 10 seconds before we started recording that in the back, uh, in the about the author, says his hobbies include astronomy, meditating, running, playing with his nieces and nephews, and making sure his books are prominently displayed in local bookstores. <laughs> He's yeah. a busy man. Mm-hmm. This is the saddest. <laughs> like, in your book, you say, God, please read my book. We have been warned that we it's possible for us to get an email from Christopher Pike. <gasps> Christopher, I read so, your book. I, Katie is starting a flame war with no! Christopher Pike. <laughs> Come at um, us. I have so nothing against him as a person. We're not sure if he seeks them out or if a fan brings attention 
to when people are talking about him. I really hope neither of those things are the case. It's got to be like a Google alert situation. But right? his name is so common. He and he—that's t- not and his also real the, name. The he Star took Trek it. Thing. Yeah, he took it from the original captain of the Starship Enterprise. Okay. His name is Christopher Pike. And then there's a ton of other Christopher Pike. So I'm not even sure if that would be effective. Yeah, Although, I don't know. No, there is that you could person do, who you left could do. a review who said they did a search for Christopher Pike podcast. That's true. And also you could probably do like that thing where you're like Christopher Pike and then you do like what that search modifier where it's like not Star Trek. So oh, maybe yeah. his Google alert uh, is that. Maybe. Either way, I don't know if it's a joke or not him being like, <laughs> I just, I'm. I don't think so. I really don't think so. Okay, you think it's serious. (laughs) I really think he's serious. Christopher, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Yeah. Call in. Um, (laughs) Wow. For myself. Mm -hmm. The best dedication (laughs) I've ever seen. Also, on on page one here, it says, Dusty, this is where you learn the character's name. Dusty Shame did not play by any rules. Yes, he did. He he plays by very specific rules. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they make him sound like rebel without a cause. I, he is yeah. a man haunted by rules. He is. He has to listen tortured. to the voice. He's tortured. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. That seems like a pretty immediate contradiction. Yeah. Okay. Not to get off track. I just saw that. Well, what did you already read the very first sentence to me, or was that what before we yes. started? Yes. The mind did. of a okay. killer is an empty thing. Okay. Good. Do you want to read the synopsis on the back of the book? This video. Yeah, because it'll get us through the whole book. He did not want to kill. Dusty Shame was a high school senior and a serial killer. (laughs) That seems like such an afterthought. Oh, and a serial killer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Already he has murdered three young women, and he has more planned. Yet Dusty did not want to hurt anybody. There was something inside him, or perhaps outside him, that compelled him to kill. Sheila Hardolt has lost her best friend to Dusty's insane attacks. It will be her task to probe the clues Dusty has left at the site of each of his murders. Clues that will point her into the past, to a time when a large portion of mankind lost all sense of decency. There she will find the seed of Dusty's evil compulsion, the Wicked Heart. Can I just interrupt and say that the Wicked Heart is never really mentioned at all in this entire book? No, someone it's uses not, that phrase one time. Once. Yeah, it's but not like, really like the it's Wicked not named Heart. named as like... Yeah, it's not as though also find what the it, Wicked Heart, what it's it in a box. represents doesn't, def- is never defined. Yes. Or given any sort of origin, other... Yeah, we're not even... It's just like... So the deal is that the Wicked Heart is like the soul of Nazism, of fascism. But it was really but only... really, it's just that two of the people were... He keeps saying, like, like so Hitler is a real person, but his... Himmler. Himmler was just an empty shell Himmler, of a human. Of Himmler and... and his well, as described mm-hmm. by Gothic, his bitch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, his Nazi Nazi bitch of... girlfriend. Uh, happy International Women's Day, everyone. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Sh- okay, wait. Oh, Shimer. So Shimer and Himmler. So you know that like that's why his name is Shame is because they changed Shimer to Shame. Oh, oh, I, I didn't know that. It also <laughs> his name is Dusty Shame, and he. Kills people and buries them in the dirt. And also, yeah, yeah. And he's also he is butt also dust. Like a very yeah. literal. Yeah, and yeah. he even when he, not to cut to the end, but even when he like kills himself, 
his blood like feels just like dust hitting her in the face. Yeah. I was like, what? what? <laughs> Liquid can't feel like dust. No, it what are you talking about? Well, and then that gets into like, you know, because um, Gossick describes that they're empty. There's not a, even a person in yeah. there. It's just a shell full of evil and whatever. But then at the end, yeah, like he shoots himself and his brains are dust. And I was like, wait, so literally, physically, he is dust. So, like, now this is an X-File. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I kind <laughs> it of has a very X-Files ending. Which I appreciate. I did yeah. like, well, and it is very X-Files to also be like, oh, we found the old man who was the detective on this case 50 years ago that this yes. bears remarkable similarity to. It reminds me so much of that one episode where uh, it's like Mulder's dad's like friend was involved in something and he had to like, go find him. and. It, oh, there's actually very... a bunch in the whole myth arc connected yeah. to that because oh, we don't have to get into that. Um, <laughs> but it, it, to tune into Kumail's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, it, it was like a very X Files ending. It would have been even more. I felt like because okay, I was maybe it's me like fan correcting, but um, in the story of how like Dusty's mom got like infected with the evilness was that, like, the blood was, like, through her hair and then yeah. went in her brain. That was, which yeah. was weird. <laughs> no sense. Through like, her beautiful, like, light brown hair, the prettiest light uh -huh. brown hair. Um, but then when Dusty gets, sh when he shoots himself in the head, his blood spatters all over Sheila. Sheila. And I was like, oh, damn, is it, like, is she she's gonna just going to, like, have this, like, dormant evil in her, and then that's just the end, and she's like, now I have my boyfriend. And it's like, will it happen again? Who knows? We have to go to another town. Hmm. Well, so, and yeah, it was unclear. I think he was just not thinking about that. I think he wasn't thinking about it. Because the mom, okay. So the mom soaked up the evil <laughs> blood, which the, she had blood that wasn't dust, apparently. Yeah. Shimer. And so then now Dusty's mom has it. But it doesn't make itself known until she loses her mind to dementia. Until she is also empty. Mm -hmm. But then the voice is just like her talking to Dusty. She goes in his room at night. That and creeped me. The whispers fuck out. in his yeah, ear like, while he sleeps. Chews on him. Yeah, chews his I ears. I feel like Christopher. That Pike was nuts. Should have capitalized on that creepiness a lot more because it was like so bananas. But it was like kind of thrown away because he's like oh that's weird my mom woke up next to me she's chewing on my ear that's creepy but i gotta go and like tries to suffocate her and leaves mm -hmm. but i was like dude like there is a lot of like real estate you can get with that like weird like base motel type of like react like inter interaction between the mom and the yeah son. like they had almost no relationship in the book that you get to mm -hmm. see like one time she comes out and like i think seems like she's almost having a lucid moment and then mm -hmm. isn't anymore. And that's it. Like but all the stuff where he is interacting with the mom made me so sad. It was really sad. Those parts were that's what, legit sad. Yeah, mm -hmm. like I thought that they were setting it up to be. I mean, obviously it's a little different, but I thought it was going to be their relationship would be more like um, uh, Saracen and his grandma in Friday Night Lights or <laughs> oh, yeah. something, where like like where she's home and he like has to take care of her. Yeah, uh -huh. and instead it was just like, I mean, I guess she ended up kind of being the bad guy, but. That it all at first I was just like, oh well then that's convenient. Cause like when it first started, I was like, how do his parents not know that he's doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And then I've learned that he doesn't have parents practically. I was also like I 
along things that I was that we were like thinking when reading this book, like what could this be? Mm-hmm. When he throughout the whole book, we don't really like it, it's kind of explained that she like weirdly got Alzheimer's at a very early age, at like forty four. Um, and I for me to me that seemed like not a very concrete explanation for what was going on with her. And since he's always hitting people with like a ball peen hammer, I thought I was like, oh, what if like he's repressing because he doesn't remember why his his childhood and doesn't remember his interactions with her. So I was like, oh, like what if like he then has a memory of him like doing it to doing her. it to her, and that's uh, why she's like that. But that didn't happen. That never happened. No, it didn't happen because that's not what happened. No, because <laughs> it's not what happened. I feel like this book. Um... First of all, I would say that the part that I was like most engaged in the book is um, Gossip, like telling the story. Of oh, for sure. The Nazis. I would rather like, read that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And Gossip is also, sorry to say this, Christopher Pike, if you're listening, but Gossip is kind of a better storyteller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I write that story that he's yeah. telling. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, I read this book and it was fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there was let's say a lot of uh telling rather than showing mm-hmm. oh yeah um and there's like everything was so telegraphed like the second that they said that um the shimer lady had green eyes i was like okay well yeah i was like she's you have to him non-stop talked about dusty's green eyes so yeah. that's something he the light brown hair i was like instant yeah. obsessed with green eyes he loves green Pike. eyes every character Every like special character has green uh-huh. eyes. Every main character or character that he wants you to care about has fucking green eyes. It's bizarre. He's obsessed with green eyes. Christopher Pike, I have green eyes. <laughs> Do not come after Katie. Yeah. <laughs> or she's taken. At least <laughs> care about me enough to make me a character. <laughs> um, real quick rundown on just the plot. Uh, it's just that Dusty is being told by a voice to kill. Innocent women. He has to get to the number six. We don't know why. Um, he kills a girl that he's in class with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the book switches back and forth between his perspective and the perspective of the girl's best friend who's trying to figure out who killed her friend. Yeah. And then she figures it out. And the, the thing, the voice is his Alzheimer's ridden mom. Who's like who, speaking... Is the daughter of uh, ha- so, ha- Frau? Sh- yeah, Frau Frau Scheimer. Scheimer, who was Himmel's girlfriend during World War II. Mm-hmm. They experimented and killed people together. Detective named Gossick figured it out that they were evil, empty shells of humans. Uh, Himmel killed himself with a cyanide pill. Gossick killed Scheimer. And then, like, help take care of Shimer's daughter for a little bit. And then we find out that Shimer's daughter is Dusty's mom. Yeah. yeah. And that's the voice. That's why she's, like, whispering in his ear to kill yeah, people. Yeah, so somehow it's been passed down genera- generationally. Mm-hmm. Um, but not just by being born. By transmission of blood yeah. to hair. Yeah, it's a lot of blood to hair. And then and then transmission words? of just words. Just, yeah, yes. words. <laughs> just, like, words that sound like and they then, couldn't uh, be human. Yeah, so it's blood, hair, and voice. Yeah, blood, blood hair, hair, and voice. And talking. And, and talking. also, as far as we know, this did not exist before the Nazis. That was so confusing And to will me. not continue to exist anymore. I 
Unless- in my mind, it just 100% exists, but we're only seeing this particular story. Yeah. Like, these empty shells of humans are just, like, pure evil that walks the earth. I just thought it was interesting that it... I- and that's like that the this atrocities was so committed specifically tied to Nazis. It was, yeah, and yeah not, that's true. Well, I do think, you know what I mean? Because like I would get on, I it would be easier for me to get on board if it were like, oh, this is an ancient evil. That's that, exactly going to say ancient evil. Yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. takes like these vessels of humans, much like his book and Chain Letter to the Ancient Evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's what's weird. But c- continue. Well, just that, like, okay, so Dusty kills. Multiple people, or he at least kills Nancy at first, and I don't even think that they, and they say, like, he left something on the pillow, and I should go back and find it, but I remember reading it and saying he left something, and it was, like, as though it were novel, as though it was the first time he had left. That symbol. I thought that too. That was the. I think that was the first time he he left. But it, it. but no. it connected to the two Mm-mm. other murders because when she finds the detective oh, that's right. investigating Nancy, he's like, okay, don't tell anyone, but. Yeah. It, yeah, that's what connects it to the other girl. But, but so, I thought th- I had the just... same impression. Was like, yeah. oh, th- this is where he fucks up. Yeah, like, but that changing, wasn't it. He left a little calling card with a just fucking a swastika, swastika on it. <laughs> that was a hand drawn that... swastika. I like laughed with like, what the fuck? When that I, when I saw it, it was like it was a swastika. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then there's a point where uh, uh, the officer is like asking, or he's. First of all, can we talk about the undeniable sexual tension between oh, the oh, officer the and 100% Sheila? they fuck after the end mm-hmm. of this book. Like, she keeps she, like, he's so handsome. And he's like, you're my little scout. And oh, my like, God. Ew. It's so weird. <laughs> she seems he, like, way more into him than Matt. He, <laughs> yes. like, confides in her Too about much. his daughter and his yeah. daughter. Like, yeah. And when he's talking about it, she's like, he's so handsome. I was like, <laughs> what? I... This just wouldn't happen in real life where a detective's like, well, you show spunk kids, so sure, I'll make you part of the investigation. No. He calls her a lot of initiative. You showed a lot of initiative just showing up uninvited. Doing his job. To, I mean, and also, like, this was 1993, right? This book was published in 1993. Like, how is it? I feel like at that point in time, not everybody has a computer. I know home computers were available, but yeah. I feel like it would be enough yeah. that if two girls were murdered and they both had home computers in their rooms, you'd yeah. be like, oh, huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because I remember like ha- like having a friend, you know, like having that friend that had a computer. Like I remember like that being like a big thing where it's like, oh, this person has a computer. That's like I was exciting. That you were that I person. Had we had one in our computer room. Yeah, we had like a family computer, yeah. but I feel like if you have a personal computer in your room, that's a lot. I well, feel like. at the very least, wouldn't you obtain a warrant to see the contents of your computer to figure out to because it's he a murder? He seems to know next to nothing about computers. Yeah, he's like, mm. he's like, hmm, look at this giant toaster. Yeah, like that was one of my favorite parts. Is just all the times that they have to explain what this Einstein. Is that what it was called? Yeah. The software is? I'm guessing he had a subscription to Einstein, but he loves talking about it so much. Yeah. It reminded me, I mean, maybe it, was, it wasn't It was as much in detail, but did you read um, the Girl with a Dragon Tattoo no. books? No. Like, it's insane in those books, in, like, the level of detail that the author describes every tech device. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher It'll Pike like, once took 20 pages 
uh, to no 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 he took like it was How like forty it was like to describe the uh, like photo development process. <gasps> I think it like it was more than twenty six because I remember we joked about twenty six and then it was more. No 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 her confession. Her confession was, was 45 tw- pages. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Was it seriously 26? No, no, no. It was 25 pages of that shitty troll story in Remember <laughs> Me Too. That's what we're thinking of. Um, but it was like a good five pages of an explanation on photo development, home, like home photo development. We're like, why? Why are you? We get it. I think he, she, he's developing photos. Great. Because he, I think he wants of, to prove he did. Re- he's like, I did the research. What if people don't know? What if people don't know? All I can't the lose a reader. Yeah. Explained we got fucking scuba diving. Yeah. yeah. Oh like, god, the scuba it's diving. It's just a thing. If he knows a lot about it, he cannot help but talk a lot about it in yeah. his books. For a book about 1993, it had a lot more Led Zeppelin and Star Wars references than I yeah, expected. Yeah, a lot. That happens a lot. Dated. Um, I also just was flipping through, and did they ever like what is going on with all the like insect and cockroach imagery? That was really weird. Because, again, it was a, if another, I wonder if a, a more robust version of this book would have been cockroach demons. I wonder, and like, yeah. there were cockroaches literally inside. That's what I was thinking, like, Frau oh, maybe in brain. that cave, like, or that there's, like, some big mega mm-hmm. cockroach that's, like, this is my true form. Yeah. Yeah. But or instead, it was just, like, his weird old mom. Chewing on his ear. Chewing on his ear. But Ew. she appeared in his dream as a, as a cockroach chewing his ear. And that was something consistent with, I think, part of Gossip's story about her. There, Like, there was some sort of... Oh, anytime anyone encountered her, they would have, like, incessant dreams about insects and cockroaches. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah, so it's... Yeah. A, Classic he, Nazis. Like, had more t- <laughs> you know what? I feel like, okay, maybe this is me, like, grasping at straws, but I'm trying to help him out here. Okay, cockroaches we know to be very You're actually like, always trying to read more into the <laughs> like, significance of things, and I'm like Kelly, I don't think there's nothing okay. to be found here. Okay, so but co- continue the cockroach, cockroaches, and then I'll end with Kelly. There's nothing there's to no be way. found here. Um, can survive like a nuclear fallout. Mm-hmm. Like they're like not killable. I can already tell that you're coming up the with more <laughs> demons or the evil is like you cannot quell this evil. It's always there. I think you've that put more, made more sense into it than It would have made more sense if, if we had seen that, because I think there's like one throwaway line that's like, evil's always there. Mm-hmm. But it that didn't seem to explain to me why we're only just seeing this iteration of this evil Nazis and onward. Because I, like we said before, like I, I would have been a lot happier if this was just this evil that has always been there. Because we can wrap yeah, our minds around that. There have been plenty of dark times in history. Yeah. Well, and that's what was weird to me is that they were like everybody that heard about it was so on board with like, oh, what a crazy supernatural thing that's yeah. apparently restricted to our specific situation. Like nobody <laughs> yeah. even asked. Yeah. Like, and it, it wasn't um, it really explained at all. It was just like stated and then accepted. Well, and also Gothic, you know, um, Scheimer followed him to L.A. Maybe unconsciously. I love that when he's like, I didn't why realize didn't I said that. Get into that. Why do they? Why didn't he? Oh, get into know. like, why the fuck would she follow him? Well, yeah. Why are you? Why does connected? she give a shit? I yeah. don't. Know. Yeah. Why are they connected? Because he's like the good, and what she's he the says evil? is like, well, I was in the room. I may have mentioned something about Los Angeles. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Was it just like, well, that's a place I've heard of, so I'll go there. 
Or was it like she can sense him because he has vague psychic powers? Oh yeah, because he's, I he's forgot studied that under he the rabbi with the rabbi, the like the tele- telekinesis the, like, rabbi, Maharishi rabbi. Yeah. Oh, so the magic yeah, juice, Kabbalah. Yeah. Yeah. Nazi bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, Nazi bugs sounds weirdly like Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> yeah. I always confuse yeah. Muggsy Bogues with bugs. I can never remember if his name is Muggsy uh, Bogues or Bugsy. <laughs> no, Bugsy. <laughs> oh. Bugsy Mogues. So we've got a few different. Muggsy oh. Bogues. But isn't Who Bugsy Malone is... like a? It's a. No, that's a thirties, right? Yeah, yeah. Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues is a basketball player. That's like okay, thank you. Five, five three. Six or He's three. very small. Oh, is he? Oh. Five? Yeah, really. Oh, short. he was five three. Spud Webb and other people are like five six. He was very fast. You guys are way out of my <laughs> knowledge zone. Uh, I mean, I've ex- that's the extent. That's it. Of, oh, I'm impressed. Yeah, we both said yeah. that. I think that was, probably everything we know about. Yeah, Muggsy I'm really Bugs. impressed. You guys know a lot. Thanks. I don't even know what team mm, did he play for. The same team that no Magic Johnson played for. I don't. I recall him um, from the Charlotte Hornets when that was still that team. Okay, I have no idea what he played for then. I have no idea. Um, I think that's right. I know that there is a really great picture of him standing next to Manute Bull. Yeah, because like once a month, I just Google pictures of Manute Bull. It please do that. It's so good. <laughs> Just because he's like delightful in photos or like why? Oh, because he's like seven and a half feet tall okay. and like really, really thin and just looks like a big skinny spider man. <laughs> and it's awesome. So maybe that's the good to the Nazi bug bad. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bugsy Mellon. Uh Okay, so here's what I'll say as to why he didn't come up with an ancient evil that has, you know, existed throughout time. Mm-hmm. The the little um, dedication at the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So imagine that Christopher Pike is like, the Nazis were such a complete evil. It was such a dark time in human history. Unlike any we've ever known, I it was so all-encompassing. It... It is such, like, has anything been more evil than that? And now read the dedication again. Uh, For myself, this dark story written during those dark nights. Where he's just, like, staying awake and he's like... He's just thinking about that all night. (laughs) Nazis, remember that? Remember Nazis? That was the worst. How old is Christopher Pike? At this point, he's like 36 or 37. No, he. this is a little while after, right? So maybe he's like 38. Okay, but he was like 85. not alive during no, no, no. the Nazis. So okay. he's not no, no, no. remembering the Nazis. He's like remembering do, the idea of the Nazis. There was when I first learned about Nazis, because I hadn't apparently learned about any other point in human history, I was like, that's like demon evil. That is like mm-hmm. the very idea of Nazis scared me. Oh, yeah. yeah no, not that I'm very still scared. Me too. But I was scared of mm-hmm. Nazis like you'd be scared of a like monster, like I a think demon what that monster. Is, though, is well partially um because half of my family is Jewish mm-hmm. and like both of my grandpas were in World War II and so like I just grew up hearing a lot about World War II sure. and Nazis. Mm-hmm. But to me I think it's like just that there are pictures of it. Yeah. You that's know huge. because there's I it's mean within modern memory. Yeah, and that it's like, you know, Western, so we've heard mm-hmm. of it. 
Yeah, there's a ton of yeah. Because like the there are guaranteed way. like other insane atrocities and yeah things that you hear about, but you don't get to see pictures of. Yeah. I would say like when you see and, like people like, are still concentration alive camp pictures. From it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like or if yeah, if you meet survivors or they come to your yeah. school or whatever, it just feels like so like yeah, like otherworldly kind of evil, like inhuman. And well, that's, that's my criticism of this book is that yeah. it 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 almost it takes the burden off of human evil and it puts it onto supernatural evil, which I think diminishes it's, it, that's exactly the that's import true. of Nazis. It, I, yeah, I think too though that like even when when um what Gossick is describing in Dachau and wherever mm-hmm. in the concentration camps, he's you know so it's like uh. Himmler and Scheimer are empty evil shells. And he talks about them and like what crazy shit they did. But then it's also like but Hitler's like a side. But yeah, like all of those other yeah. people yeah. carried this out. Like yeah. and he I don't remember. Does he talk about them as though they like have mental control? They, over yeah, they can, they they can right? affect you. Yeah. yeah. So I think that So again, that takes like the like onus off of humans. I that was exactly like, no, we were driven, and that's what I mean by him staying awake at night and going, like, it was inhuman what man did. I think to man. I, I think he made so, that jump without realizing how the implication. Yeah, because like yes, because exactly. for sure for me, I kept thinking like the thing that makes Nazis so scary and that make like war crimes and all these things so scary is that they're people committing mm-hmm. those things and that like they're people ostensibly like us yeah and like the it's fact- what scares the shit out of me with trump yeah like where it's, it's like so easy to just like yeah yeah become a tyrant exactly and for humanity to just be like okay yeah yeah like, i guess you we don't live like that now even have to really be smart or do it on purpose no nope. and yeah. i think and um he this was the same issue that i had with ancient evil too which is that it's like saying oh well that like basically rewriting history to make it more palatable almost where it's like, well, it couldn't have been people. It was, and I know this, these are fiction. I know that, but it's like saying like, well, this, it couldn't be people or humans that did that. Like it had to be some outside force that made them do that, which yeah, totally does. It takes the, the, the blame. It takes that responsibility off of. Yeah. I, still, I also think that it's funny because um, I guess I don't know the historical accuracy of if, Himmler is regarded as being yeah. like the worst. But yeah. I just thought it was really interesting to be like, was Hitler the bad guy? Surprisingly, no. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's what I mean. That this was a real bait and switch because like, you, you know see what? Nazis, I mean, no Hitler. Not saying he was a great guy, but Himmler. Yeah. There's an evil beast. Like, I wonder if he was like, I know I want it to come from Nazis, and I know that I want Dusty to be genetically related mm-hmm. did he think hitler was like you know too what? easy but hitler, hitler didn't have any <laughs> kids like, can't do that's it. or like or, he got stuck on just that like he because he could have made up hitler's kids i think it was like like i think it'd be like cheesy if i went with hitler's mm-hmm. kids oh my i think God. so he's well. like it's too on the nose yeah exactly that's what i'm trying he to wants say just under on the nose to make him hitler babies that's yeah. too on the Look, nose if i have him leave cards with swastikas people are gonna think i mean hitler like, I, can't I can't play into their that hands. easy. That's inelegant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also they describe the cards with the swastikas as though he like 
spent hours drawing this, like, perfect swastikas that look as though they could have been printed. Yeah, she's and like, at like, a glance. Uh, why? why? Print it. Just print <laughs> it. Well, you can't deal with a 1993 printer. Oh, and try God. To, that's oh, that's try true. Yeah. good looking. He has swastikas. to go get that printed. He'd have to go to a Kinko's. It's for school. It's for school. He still is for school. Oh, the fucking. Oh, my God. The introduction of the Nazi stuff. How clunky. <laughs> yeah. It is like. It was a swastika. Well, I've read about those in history books. Kind of a bullshit. Thing. Yeah. Like, like, have you ever heard of a swastika? Do you know how far into the book, like what page number you find out that it's a swastika? Because it's like farther than you'd think. Because he is killing his third victim on like page two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's already killed two by the time we even check in with him. Yeah. Oh, wait. There's one line. Let me find that uh, I like as I was reading. Oh, yeah. Texted my husband and I here. was like, this is insane. Oh, for okay. This sentence is. On page two, Dusty may have been crazy, but he was also a nice young man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you yeah. just told me he killed two girls and is on his way to kill a third. That was something that, like, kind of bugged me about this whole book, which is that, like, and it's, like, a tendency that we have um, to with, like, uh, not we, but, like, people in general with killers a lot of times, especially mass murderers. Is to be like, but he was so sad. He was so lonely. And like, I felt like a lot of this book, we're supposed to feel bad for him, which I did feel bad for him for certain parts. Again, but, it takes responsibility off yeah, of the human I feel doing like you don't, the violent. Like, you know that there, that he's hearing a voice, but you honestly don't know that it's external and not just yeah. a psychosis or whatever yeah. until quite honestly, two thirds of the way through, yeah. maybe more. Yeah. So, yeah. So I feel like because he didn't know how to set Dusty up as sympathetic. Yeah. Without giving away what's happening. Mm-hmm. He instead just had to tell you that he's a nice young man and that he's, his grade point average is 3.6. Oh, yeah, Which, first of all, fun. he's only taking four classes right now. He can like, do better. Get it together, Dusty. Pike loves creating a male character who only has to take three or four classes because that's how smart they are. And yeah, they're he's almost done. That's a real classic Pike move. Like, read that paragraph into, like giving the breakdown of the whole 3.6 thing. So this is immediately following that Dusty may have been crazy, but he's also a nice young man. Uh, He was 18 years old, a senior in high school, six weeks shy of graduation. His grade point average was 3.6, and he was taking chemistry, calculus, computer science, and German. Oh, funny that it's German. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, He was on his way to college. That is, if he didn't make a quick stop at the electric chair first. (laughs) That's why I took a photo of that. I want to link to you were mentioning how late we discover it's the swastika. It's on page 49. Yeah, I was holding that up. I took a photo of that. Fuck? And that is where it gets like so fucking patronizing yes. to Sheila. Because it's like, and it had a black swastika on it. What the hell is this? Sheila muttered. That's a swastika, Matt said. It was Nazi Germany's symbol in World War II. What school like, do you go to? I know you that. Idiot. She says, I know that. I meant, what's it doing here on her bed? And then for the first time, Matt appeared to be uneasy. Nancy's not doing a report on the Nazis for school? Oh, I figured oh, she was doing a report. a report and left a swastika on, on her own pillow. pillow. Like, <laughs> Let me help you out, Sheila. So the swastika, it was a symbol. It was used by Nazis during World War II. Mansplaining a swastika. Oh my God, she should have broken it up with him right there. Like, she should have been like, we don't need to continue. I don't need to see you anymore. 
Like I would have been like, you really think I'm that fucking stupid? Like, yeah. what the fuck are you even? Here's doing Here's the right thing: now? I agree with you on this point, but I will say that for the whole book, I was like, Matt, why are you putting up with her? Because oh, yeah. with her incessant he, questions about up breaking up. Her. Like they broke up. Yeah. Why are you doing this? She cannot play it cool. Mm-mm. She's being so annoying. And then at the <laughs> end, like he gets there just in time to watch I her be them. like held hostage and have someone kill himself next to her. To where his blood gets on her face. Yeah. Oh, but it's dust, so it's okay. <laughs> I don't think he's literally saying it's dust. He's like, that's how insignificant Dusty's life was. Well, she was, said it, it was so felt, gentle. It, she said it felt dry, specifically dry. Oh, you're right. Uh, he did mean it was dust. Yeah, dry dust. Dusty blew away. <laughs> <laughs> and he blew himself away. He did. Yeah, what? wait. Oh, yeah. Look. Okay. A fine spray settled over her head. It must have been his blood, she realized, his brains. Yet it was not sticky or wet, but dry, like dust that had been laid undisturbed in a place forgotten by love. And then she touches it to her tears and it becomes wet again. Well, now it's going to go. It's going to go in her brain. Dry blood to eye transmission. Maybe because she doesn't have Shimer's DNA. <laughs> so it's like but, a catalyst. But Himmler yeah. didn't either. Unless it was like an incest situation, which is a whole other thing that now I want to know about. Wait, what? Okay, because, well, Himmler was also an empty vessel evil person, right? Right. And they were married and had a, or, you know, mm-hmm. they were fucking. They yeah. were both empty had a vessels. Kid, but so he didn't have the same DNA either. No, I mean, like, his, Dusty's mom had it in her DNA of these empty people. So yeah. Dusty had it in his DNA. So if Sheila doesn't have their, like, evil genes. No, um, I get that, but I'm saying that. Himmler and Scheimer separately, if it is DNA, oh, yeah. why, oh, who why their them? parents? Like, yeah. yeah, that it would, it could have come. Yeah, more why than just them? Like, That's... it's not traceable through one line. Yeah, save it unless for the it's like, <laughs> yeah, origin story. Yeah, I'm, I'll write I it. Don't so know. they're just like they're just like the luckiest evil souls that they happen to like find each other. That so. is, oh, they're like really love. cute That's way of looking at it. Like cute. they both like at the same time were like. Like, hi, I'm an empty vessel, like both in unison, an empty vessel waiting to kill other people. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Ditto. (laughs) Um, They both like trip over a dead body and they're like, oh, excuse me. uh, And then they look into each other's empty eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, was this yours? Oh, no, you you have it. Oh, please, please, you. Um, I wanted to, because I had started talking about it and I got distracted about the sexual tension about the officer. Oh, yeah. But when he says to her, this is about the swastika, when he's like, do you know why, uh, do you know anyone that would have a connection with this swastika? And she's like, none of my friends are really into Nazis. She says, none of my friends are into Nazis. I think she's trying to be funny, but yes. <laughs> but also, yes. Are you into Nazis? Um, <laughs> none of my friends. Oh, I'm trying to, I... I mean, also... On like, I okay. So I know that they found the swastika on Nancy's bed, mm-hmm. but unless he's saying that Nancy killed the other two girls, then there then Nancy yeah. doesn't need to have a connection to the swastika because it's from the killer. Yeah. So like, again, don't deputize a teenage girl for yeah. no reason. Also, yeah. and part of that is being like, well, huh? Why do you think? Yeah, like yeah. it's a pop huh. quiz. He, he should do. The, like, the work. Yeah. He's asking a random teenage girl. Yeah, why are you releasing details? 
And why is he telling other people he's deputizing her too? He's like, oh, she's <laughs> so my little deputy. Weird. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. so weird. Uh, I wanted to say, what? I did Where like though it? that like at the beginning when they're or when he's describing um, Dusty doing the actual murders and he talks about all the different like precautions he takes mm-hmm. to like like he popped out the screen in the window oh, but yeah. he was sure he didn't dent it with the screwdriver and he covered X and Y and Z with right. tarp so that there's no blood and he always wears leather gloves always and, like, there's so much detail and then as soon as the detective comes in they're like oh he leaves a lot of clues behind <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that is a good part <laughs> and it, and because i it felt like it was at least implied that the voice was kind of directing him in terms of how to not get caught like yeah, that never happens so explicitly, but it made it seem like the mm-hmm. voice was very certain about not yeah. getting, you know, and um, yeah, she was wrong. She didn't do a good job. Also, okay, I know he said that the other girl was a heavy sleeper, but he oh throws God, a fucking towel fucking on someone's scene. head while they're sleeping <laughs> and just hopes they keep sleeping. Yeah, he, he does it real quick. He does it so gently, but I was like, dude, you're throwing a fucking towel on someone's face. It's crazy. I, I wanted to. So when he kills Nancy, blah blah blah, he throws a tower on her face. Blah, blah blah. He wondered briefly if the last image in her life had stayed with her as she crossed over to the other side, but then he reminded himself that angels never remembered the earth once they were in heaven. What are you? What do you what, mean? Reminded how, yourself? Yeah, you don't how know, does that? He know that. I how do you know that? It's like he's trying to convince himself of yeah. this to make himself not feel awful for being an actual murderer yeah he also made like her death about him he's like i wonder if her last like image she remembers is like me she she looked at me like i wonder if that's like a picture in heaven like am i like on her locker (laughs) in heaven does he seriously Um, think that she's in heaven remembering him here's the intro of matt which i adored matthew J. um she had seen Matt around school for two and a half years before they got involved at the end of their junior year. She had always thought he was attractive, especially his long brown hair, which oh. he wore in a ponytail <laughs> like Steven Seagal. <laughs> I, oh, I did think she was funny. I thought Sheila was funny. Like when she, uh, he's like bugging her about um, like, do, do I have a chance to go out with you? And she's like, I'll give you the odds if you give me the odds that you'll take work off. And he's like, all right, I'll take work off. And she's like, 50-50. I thought she was like kind of coy. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, I um, thought Sheila was fine as a character. I thought that like there was one part where it felt very wedged in of like, well, I guess she should mourn Nancy a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like she's at the house she's- when the detective is like, we sh- this isn't good. And she like calls Nancy's parents. And I was like, how are you being this cool? Like, yeah, I'm I hate giving my parents any news of anything even good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just because like it feels weird to call someone and be like, I have news. Yeah. And so well, when you find out about things, sometimes you can go into a super weird state of just compartmentalizing. Yeah. You're I think that like that is true. It, in a box. it isn't written like that's. That's what's happening it's written agreed. like he just realized that he's had her moping about matt for the entire book while her friend is dead 
Like and he's like, oh shit, I should write say, this. She acknowledges well, that's that she what feels I think, terrible about that's the what fact I, that those two griefs are on the same level in her mind. Yeah, that's what that's I think true. he's doing to fix it. Because I think he's like, oh, she's been mad, sad about so, Matt. But I'm not I'll sure. Just write it. So I'm not sure if it's a fix or that's just like part of what he's writing into her character. Yeah, it could very well be. Um, but back on the them meeting each other, just because I thought this was weird. Um, when they're talking, she says, why didn't you just walk up to me at school and say hi? Because you're always with that guy. What guy? <laughs> the one who dresses like he's on MTV. What does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? Like, uh, in I 1993? Think, boy. I mean, we're verging up on TRL. Yeah. yeah but does he look like Jesse Camp? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, I guess we like later learn that he wants to be a rock star, right? Like, is that... That was, I think, one. it was one line. It was like, she always studied at school. She stayed at school to do her homework because her brother likes to listen to loud rock music. Although she often stayed late to study in the library because she found it impossible to do any serious work at home with her younger brother's fascination with loud, heavy metal. Ted really did dress as if he wanted to be on MTV. On MTV? On like MTV? he wants to be an MTV VJ? It's such a that yeah because it's such a weird what roundabout way are you dressing that would indicate that. I think honestly, I think what she means is like a rock star whose music video is then shown on MTV, which is such a weird way to just say he looks he like a rock looks star. like a rock star. Like yeah, that's like saying like a person who, um, like I can't even think of something that stupid, like uh, a person who cooks a really good salmon to mean like. The person that wins Top Chef or or some or wait I can't no I can't do it that way it's the opposite way so if you said like he looks like somebody on Top Chef right and you mean like do you mean he looks like a chef yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah like just like a regular chef yeah yeah but it's like, like when we're like do you, you mean dress Padma? like you want to be on like, Top Chef it's like what am I walking around like the Pillsbury Doughboy like what yeah or like yeah or yeah because our automatic thought with MTV is that they're talking about VJs. Yeah, because like on MTV, yeah, on MTV, that's like who is consistently on MTV. Yeah. Also, that when this, because uh, you're always with that guy. What guy? The one who dresses like he's on MTV. That guy is my brother. Matt was impressed. <laughs> most juniors girls, which is a typo. Most juniors girls are too cool to hang out with their brothers. Yeah. What? That was weird. Like, what? Do you think? Well, we know that Christopher Pike is a brother. Hmm. So maybe that's some baggage that he's like. I don't know. I don't know. Also, is the brother... Okay, so they're meeting at the end of junior year. Yeah. And she's been seeing him around school for two and a half years. And if so, if he's saying, you're always with this guy, so her brother is a senior this year? He's younger. He's younger. So he wasn't always there. He he wasn't always there. So Matt's being a baby. nonsensical He's just He's just throwing darts. Who, Who cares? Who cares? Also... Where are Sheila and Matt's parents? Unknown. There are very few parents. They are involved like in Christopher yeah. books. Just driving around, like even well, if a police officer were like, you know what, we need this sixteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old to help us with a case. Oh, you yeah, gotta ask gotta their ask mom. The you gotta ask their mom. We do know that Matt's <laughs> mom is busy sitting by the phone being angry because she being does not bitch. like her calling no. Matt's house. Which you know what? More power to her. Never I, explained for one second. I I I no. Just, I don't she didn't get like Sheila. She doesn't. She it. she never liked Sheila. She doesn't like that she's calling now. Nope. Oh, 
Okay. Okay. You're like, why? <laughs> why is this a part of it? Yeah, why was that even a part? Just to say know. that she couldn't get a hold of him? Like, it's not even about, they don't even say if they just didn't get along for a particular reason or if it's just like, you're taking up too much of Matt's time. Like, Matt isn't yeah. focusing on his schoolwork because he's with this girl. Or like, All of this is even she's then, just mean. And she's so mean to her. She's so mean. Yeah. Like, in a way where, to me, if Matt isn't mad at his mom for that, Sheila should have dumped him forever ago. Well, yeah, and he even kind of is a little accusatory because he picks up the phone and he's like, what'd you say to her? Yeah, you made my mom upset. And it's like, okay, okay, this is what it's going to be, Matt. Good riddance. Uh, I'd like to read the part where we first learn about Einstein. Yes. Please. Blah, blah, blah. Dusty Shame sat at his computer in his bedroom and searched for a victim number four. He had subscribed to the computer service, Einstein. Also, Einstein is always in always italics. Always in Service Einstein two years earlier because he was interested in many of the services it had to offer. At this point, it turns into an ad for Einstein. Yeah. Oh, he Access- made a purchase of a thing he wanted. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Access to a large encyclopedia, immediate updates on important news items, open forum discussions on a wide variety of subjects, not because he planned to use it to select girls to kill to quiet the voice in his head, but Einstein, it turned out to be his safest access to information about young females. The billboards on the computer network allowed him to meet people via electronic mail, or oh email as it was called. Einstein offered a place where numerous topics could be discussed and debated. That's the second time he said that. Books, <laughs> fiction and nonfiction, movies, music, stars, politics, science. Stars? Wait, like, like astronomy? <laughs> I'm or like I'm betting he means like celebrities. I don't celebs. I mean he's pretty much describing Reddit. Yeah, yeah. But I think well, that is what the internet was like. Like you signed on to AOL. Oh, for sure. And it was all like organized by interest. Yeah, yeah. But I do. I think that like he felt like he had to do that to be like, okay, the internet's not the bad guy. Like yes, it's it's a tool. He's using it in the wrong way. But please Maybe. don't read into this to think that you should take away Einstein. All weirdos I are on. Need it to learn more about Led Zeppelin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need it to learn about uh, photo development so that I can put five pages of that into a book. Mm-hmm. Also, this feels like I just happened to see this line. Um, it's talking about how Sheila is into Matt. And she liked his chest along with his hair. Oh. It was wide and strong without ugly bulging muscles. Like, <laughs> yeah. How? This is the most yeah. insecure. Uh, this writer man. is yeah. very insecure. Yeah. He's like, I don't like those disgusting meatheads. Um, can we talk about was, how? Uh, yeah, he was cool like Steven Seagal. Yeah. The oh, skinniest. Oh, that's what it was is after the whole like. If he didn't make a stop at the electric chair first, mm-hmm. is that then we get into fucking simile town again with Christopher Pike. We get, he was a handsome young man. His hair was light brown, soft and fine like that of an angel. His Wait, eyes, he did not say angel. He's an angel? the evening like, twilight. Ew. He's always doing this also, as this is a this. this. Does yeah. evening twilight make sense? No. Is that redundant? That's the, that's twilight always is the like, issue with these similes. 
it's just piling on too many things. So green as grass and evening twilight. So green in the dark. So like dark, exactly. dark green. We went through a whole issue because his eyes are green in the he dark. Said, They're green in the dark. He said that somebody's suit was as tan as the okay, sands in all, the deep ocean. And we're like, so. it was first of all, it was uh, it, correction, important correction. It was a tuxedo. It was a that tan was tuxedo. A tan. As tan. That was the color of sand, sand at the bottom of, of the, the ocean. Deep ocean. And so we're like dark, like, like so it was, black. So it was a black tuxedo then? Oh, what a cool thing I've never seen <laughs> to compare exactly. it to. I guess I've never. Yeah, I've never seen a tan tuxedo. I've never seen either side of that. <laughs> um, uh, can we talk about how um, Dixie, the 14-year-old daughter, is so sexy? And oh, such a slut. Yeah. And wow. such a fucking slut with her shorts. She has it coming. Yeah. What a tease. Daddy yeah. doesn't. Daddy's not gonna like. I, I hated that. Daddy line. doesn't like. Daddy's not gonna like those shorts. I was like, I want to throw up. Gross. I gross. 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 Also, just like it. I it. It feels like a very like a staple from movies of that era too. Mm-hmm. But just where young girls that want to act older. Because mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like I remember being fourteen and being like, oh, I'm a teenager, but I'm not cool yet. Yeah. Which yeah. Never happened. But then like. To me, trying to be cool would be like trying to hang out with older kids and like smoke weed or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in this book, ju- just like she's at home with her father, who is a police officer mm-hmm. and just met this guy who doesn't live anywhere near them. And it's just like, you should come over sometime. I'm going to be home alone. <laughs> she's like, what are you, a senior? I'm a freshman. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there are 14 year old girls like that where it's like. Yeah, I'm cool already. I totally date boys. You should come over. Yeah. I mean, I wanted yeah. to be one of those girls. And there were things kept, preventing me from doing that. Yeah. But. She kept being like. Well, you'd think that her. Cool you're older. You her police officer, police officer father. father who's yeah. in the next room. He's too distracted by Sheila. Also, yeah, like. He's looking at that young The ass. amount of driving they do. So I much driving. Like, <laughs> so much driving. Yeah. It was really funny because it takes place in L.A. Or, you know, in the L.A. area. Mm-hmm. But, like. There's also so much weird description of like what roads <laughs> getting you on take. Interstate the, 15 the freeways and a 395, which is how also, you get to Vegas. But he wasn't going to Vegas. Like, the 15 yeah. that everybody knows about, but the lesser known 235. I was like, what? Yeah. Why are, 395. That's right. It's like, but why? <laughs> Power rankings of fucking freeways. Just say he drove into the desert. That's and then, all you But need. there was also so much about like they live in. Chino, which borders both Los Angeles and Orange counties, and he, what? And I was like, yeah. What? <laughs> and then this is exactly what where they reader are. knows the counties or like I know. who is that meaningful for? If anything, again, it distracted like, me because I was like, "You're driving all the way to fucking Westwood from <laughs> Chino." That's what I was what? thinking. What? Like, are you? Like, does your car fly? <laughs> how are you getting there? Are you made of money? Yeah. How are, your gas? Oh my god! It's the, it's the early nineties. <laughs> I won't even drive. Like I used to live in Glendale, and I worked in in uh, Universal City, not Universal City. What's the Fox one? Century City. Oh my God! What? Yeah, and it took me a fucking hour and a half each fucking way. Yeah. No, so there's no way you're going from Chino to Westwood like it's nothing. Yeah, and just zipping all around town. Yep. I used to live in Silver Lake, and or. Yeah, so over like and then worked in the Palisades and that. Oh my God, kill me. Yeah, I, it, I would almost burst into tears at the end of every day because I was like, it's two, it takes me two hours. It takes me two hours <laughs> to go not very far. Like, it was so crazy. It is far, but it shouldn't take you two hours. Like, look, I know that that 
recurring sketch on SNL, The Californians, is so accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's yeah. the thing is like, sure. I know that you're like a lot of people make fun of it. I love that sketch because that is how we live. Here's, it is how you live. I have a theory mm. um, about why people in L.A. talk about routes so much. And part of it is that it's relevant for everybody. Yes. But also because the weather is pretty much the same all the time here. Like we yeah. can't talk about We don't that. talk about it's the weather. It's our weather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, like, sometimes people, it's a way to feel cool. Like, if you know a good, like, route to somewhere, you can be like, you know, if you take, well, like, I was feeling really fucking cool because we took Franklin the whole way. I was like, okay. this is the way we, we go. We literally talked about this on the oh, way yeah. over, and I wasn't even thinking no. about that we were just like, this now. Is the way. It was like, what way do you take? Oh, I usually take, it'll have me take Franklin to Cahuenga and then Sunset. And you're like, I like taking I Franklin like, I'll take Franklin as long as I it goes. Like, yeah, I was just thinking what a pleasant drive this is. I think I'm going to take Franklin from now on. We it's were so, doing that in yeah. the car. Yeah, yeah, I find myself doing it constantly. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's true. It's all we have. That's our small talk. So maybe that's why Pike couldn't help but put it in this book. He can't help it. He's a Los he Angeles guy. But that doesn't track. Chino to Westwood doesn't that's track. It's also, crazy. Although, the characters aren't talking about it. No, they're not. So he is. it is not authentic. Yeah, because, so the omniscient narrator is just yeah. telling us about the routes. He's like, I can't have the characters say it. It'll be boring. I'll just say it. And then puts it in, like, the narration. Well, it's as if, like, are we to think that Dusty is thinking this as he goes well because yeah they're kind of in it's like when he has characters look in the mirror and be like i guess you could say i had brown eyes but yeah it's um it is that weird like third person omniscient but like only it it'll switch depending on like the pov of the I forget. Person. I looked this up so that i would know what to call it for yeah because it's not third person i can't remember it anymore what is it's it third person damn it I really POV? meant to remember this. Third person, I don't remember. Because we it's only just don't remember. I don't know because it's not, because we do know everything that's going on in the like POV person's mind. But a lot of times when we're, but sometimes no, but sometimes we do like flip over into like Matt's mind. And we do, don't we? I don't think so. I just did accidentally flip open to Matt saying, um, oh yeah, this is right after he poured alcohol rubbing alcohol over his hand that got bitten which was disgusting that was so he gross. also just eats tylenol in this book his liver is not healthy oh no but also he shot himself in the head yeah so, <laughs> um, so he's going yes. he's gone i that part about his hand was very upsetting yes this, that was like the most graphic with part the of pieces the, missing and... like he killed multiple people with hammers and knives and yeah like, absolutely the grossest part of the book is that somebody bit his hand real bad yeah it's, it's third person limited. Interesting. Uh, You're right. Blah, but, blah, blah. So he doesn't, the narrator doesn't know the thoughts and feelings of all the characters in the story. They only know the thoughts and feelings that relates to the, uh, like, specific characters. Yeah. Yeah, like, here, this part is, uh, he passed out from pouring alcohol in his hand. And when he came to, he sat up and gave it another splash. Mother, he cried. Where was his mother? How come she wasn't there to help him at a time like this? Surely his mother's mother had been there for her. But about his grandmother, he knew nothing except that she was dead. Oh, yeah. So just. I forgot about that. I part. didn't remember it. I just happened to see it right now <laughs> flipping through it. Um, On that. I but also, if Gossett killed Scheimer, like, why isn't he in jail? 
Oh, because like remember, he, had he has some friends. He has his buddies helped him just cover it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I mean, I knew he buried her in that secret place. Oh, my God. In, like, the... That's the Which part. is where Dusty's visiting and, like, feeling like he visits, like, a terrible, like, abyss. Yeah. Like that abyss was the part that I couldn't grave. buy. Because, okay, yes, like, they, the police are like, all right, like, you could technically be found, you could technically be tried for murder, but you've done us a lot of favors and you're whatever. So we like you and whatever. But I feel like they wouldn't be like, you can't like, they would be like, you can't just bury the body like, some random fucking place. Like we have to like process this body and we, we have to put it like a hundred percent. Someone's going to find it. Yeah. They, they would just be like, let's like do that thing that, um, unclaimed corpses get where, um, they get, um, cremated and then they do like a monthly, um, general funeral for service for all of the unclaimed Bodies. Yeah, I that feel like so you sad. gotta fudge really the sad. paperwork. Yeah, and not uh, hide a body. But you, you can't yeah, fudge you, you, the body. You can't just put it in a fucking in the <laughs> Rule ground. Number one of police work: don't, don't fudge, fudge the, the body. body. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> that part to me, I was just like, first, no, no, no. Rule number one is always help a fellow cop. Mm-hmm. Rule number two is don't fudge the body, though. Rule number three: if you find a smart teenager, put him to work. <laughs> yeah, deputize that shit. Lock it down. I wanted to read God the it. sad I part sh- that made <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, I just have no, to no, glance no. at a page that has the phrase a ragtag collection of olive and elm and spruce trees. <laughs> Wait, how can trees be ragtag? Uh, they're not like they're like I don't know. the A team. It's like the Charlie <laughs> the, Brown Christmas tree. What's it? The um uh This is like Suicide Squad. Uh, bad for news trees. bears. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those examples are good. <laughs> Uh, I just want to read the the page which had the part where I was like, fuck, I'm legitimately very sad for Dusty right mm. now. And uh, da, da, da. Uh, okay, a tear fell over his cheek. She says that her mother is her inspiration. He's talking about Nancy, I think, or somebody he's about to kill. Dusty bowed his head and sobbed. Oh, mom, he whispered, I hate this. He didn't know how long he sat there crying before he noticed that his mother had reached out and touched the top of his head. He hardly oh. recognized the touch because it felt nothing like that of an insect. Nothing. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait. So he, he only recognizes Wait, like what? insect insect touching. Oh, no one's touched me but bugs. <laughs> this bugs. isn't like I, Mama that's Cockroach. So not why I started to read. <laughs> so you're like like an insect. Oh, I like. No, it wasn't even that. I was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Had he, about? like, just been dreaming about insects or something? I'm sure he was. I He's constantly remember. dreaming about insects. That's really weird. He cry a lot. He cries a lot, yeah. Which, you know, I guess that makes him sympathetic. I mean, in this book, obviously, he cannot help what he's doing. Anyway, there, there was more. The there was a part that, that made reason. me sad when he says, like, I don't want to do this. Like, he's, like, saying, I think, to his mom. Is this the part? Yeah. I, I'll Great. Get, um, so it's... I just didn't... That insect thing made me stop. So I was like, why are you... Saying that, <laughs> I don't even know if we've. Oh, sixty-five. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why he says that right then. Blah blah blah. Nothing like an old comatose woman's. Her fingers on his scalp reminded him of when he had been a boy, and she had soothed his bruised feelings by running her feeling. Her, oops, by running her fingers through his hair and telling him he was the best boy in the whole world. He raised his head, careful not to let her hand fall from his head, but did it. It did anyway, and once more the arm. Swung by her side like that of a limb on a lifeless doll. Mom, he said, studying her face. There was no reaction. No one home. I was like, 
God, yeah, that is so sad. fucking. He's just like so. This he thinks it's just this like random motion of his like empty mom. Yeah, and he starts crying because he's just remembering when she wasn't empty. It's incredibly yeah. sad. Yeah, it's very sad. That part was really sad. I mean, yeah, like the only thing worse than your single mom getting early onset Alzheimer's is probably she's if evil she's, and convincing yeah. her murder six and people. eating your ear at night. Ew. Ugh, I so feel nice. like I was disappointed at the end when he kills himself because I was just like, wait, but people figured it out. But like, you'll why? be okay now. I don't know. But I guess, I mean, so he, because he never gets his six, except for himself, I guess. But he says he considered that before and that it wouldn't count because he's not innocent. And then, yeah. yeah I, and, and then he finds out to... that he was kind of innocent in that, like, he'd been being manipulated. Yeah. Um, I want, there was a part that I laughed out loud when, so Gossick and Matt are trying to convince, uh, Sheila to not go after uh, Dusty by herself and she's like I gotta go and they're like no you can't uh, you can't go this isn't safe and she's like let me go let me go and uh, Matt Matt shook free I don't agree with all this World War II Star Wars trust in the force BS Sheila you're acting like a nut give me your car keys bye she said <laughs> she just runs away <laughs> I love that bye oh I took a photo of another sad one Okay. Um, it's when he has to go to the grave that he's afraid of. Um, <laughs> but he, he does say, he wondered once more why in this place of all places, he didn't hear the voice. Who were you? He whispered to the ground. Who are you? It's your grandmother, you little weirdo. <laughs> but, but so he talks about like, he only hears the voice at home, but he never really thinks about that. Yeah. But, yeah. So the sad part is he thought of his mother then, the vegetable, his flower. And suddenly a memory of happier times flooded his mind. He was a boy of five. They were walking hand in hand along the beach. She was telling him stories and he was enthralled because his mother was the greatest storyteller in the world. The only thing that marred the memory was that he couldn't remember the story. It was sad that he couldn't remember a single thing she had told him. It was as if she had never really existed. Dusty bowed his head and wept. Oh, Jesus. But I mean, like, is that just specifically that he was young and the memory has faded or just like any time they talk about emptiness now I'm like empty vessel evil like did it start early and also what happened to his dad he says my dad died when I was young I had a hard childhood oh yeah what did happen to his dad we don't know I don't remember anyway Mm. god also when he the girl he wants to kill that's into Led Zeppelin and he tells her that his name is William Wan. Okay, the names William the, like, Wan. Children's. Okay, it sounds different than how I meant for it to. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds like a children, like a a kids' TV show that's also porn. Oh. So not child porn. No, I know but what like you mean. Porn for children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. William Wand. Yeah. Ugh. Dusty Shame and William Wand. Dusty Shame. That name is out of control. It's too on the nose. Like it's just, it is just exactly I mean, what it is. What a fucking nerd to name the character Dusty Shame. Also, how is he not the most popular kid in school with that name? Yeah, Dusty. Oh, also, uh, when Sheila refers to him as Dust, 
to uh, Matt. And oh, Matt's God. like, who? I'm like, what do you mean who? Who the fuck else yeah. could that be? All she did was take off the Y. And he's like, I didn't know he had that nickname with you. He's like, he's just being jealous. Yeah, though. he's being jealous. And an idiot. I Also on page 219, <laughs> a paragraph starts, Sheila Hartholt had almost lost Dusty Shame when he had taken his sudden turn off 395. Like in the middle of the climax of the book, he's back to full names for some reason. Yeah, that's weird. Know. Why? We don't need, that's like jarring. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I could tell you, but I just don't know. <laughs> uh, this is random. It's just, uh, so it's when he, so he knows that Sheila is onto the Einstein thing. In his bedroom, he quickly turned off his computer and disposed of all the notes he had collected on Einstein murder candidates. He tore them into tiny shreds, wishing he had a real shredder like the bigwigs in Washington, D.C. Or anyone in any office. (laughs) Bigwigs in Washington, D.C. Wait, what? Did he think that only politicians politicians. used shredders? Those are the only people that destroy documents. Yeah. 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 Ugh. I actually I just opened to this page. Um, and this is Gossick trying to leave a rushed, like trying to get the information very quickly to Lieutenant Black that Dixie is missing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's trying to get this out as fast as he can. It's long. <laughs> Black, this is Gossick. Matt and I are at Dusty Shame's house, the boy you met this afternoon. We have strong reason to believe he's the one behind these killings, but I do not have time to explain all our reasons. Yes, I know your daughter has disappeared. We believe it's Dusty who took her. We also think Sheila might be with them. Listen to me, Lieutenant. Don't despair. We think we know where he might have taken the girls. Dusty's live-in housekeepers here, and she's followed Dusty into the desert at night. Go north on 15 to 395. Right there, you can only go north on 395. We're going to drive up to the desert right now. No, we don't know how far up 395 we have to go, but we have Mrs. Garcia to help guide us. Where are you? No, we can't wait for you. Yes, I know you'll get lost. We might get lost as well. I can't wait for you to drive here from L.A. I know how fast your cars are. Look, I have a box of flares in the back of my trunk. If I find where Dusty has taken the girls, I'll shoot one off. In the desert at night, it'll be visible for many miles. No, we cannot wait. We have to go. I have a gun. Lieutenant, I haven't forgotten how to use it. If I find Dusty, I'll stop him. That is a promise I make you. I'm putting down the phone now. Let us pray for safety for both of the girls. (laughs) There's no reason that (laughs) that also... Wow, what a ride. (laughs) Like, Gossett could have left the room while Matt did something for two seconds and then come back and been like, I called her dad. He's going to meet us there. We're going to shoot up a flare when we find it. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Done. One sentence. Like, we knew all of that other information. (laughs) Yeah. They just show him telling somebody else the Mm -hmm. thing that we also just learned. Yep. We already saw it once. We don't need to see it again. does say he makes lemonade. Oh, yeah. He poured a glass for himself. I've been a great believer in the vitamin C and citrus fruit, citrus fruits long before it became fashionable. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, like, are you talking about like scurvy time? <laughs> so like before the 1700s. I, yeah. Look, I know you see it as a trend, but I've been doing this for a yeah. while. <laughs> like, I know it's only been around for 200 years. Also, okay, for someone that lives in Southern California in the LA area, him talking, Claiming that his lemon tree is magic for bearing fruit all year round. I grew up with a lemon tree. Yeah. They bear fruit all year round. All lemon trees in Southern California (laughs) bear fruit all year round. That ain't magic. Poor gossip. Oh. Uh, So this is when Lieutenant Black is telling Sheila a bunch of shit he shouldn't be telling her. (laughs) Sheila says, 
He believed in the occult. It depends on how you define occult. The word literally means that which is hidden. It Uh. only developed its unsavory reputation recently, largely because of fanatical religious groups. Nobody talks like a human, by the way. But yes, from what I've seen, I would say Gossick believed in the occult. But I would say he definitely saw himself on the good side of unseen forces, as opposed to the bad side. Anyway, let me go on. (laughs) Six women were taken during the night and never seen again. The abductions only stopped when Gossick shot and killed a woman named Madame Scheimer. A woman was behind the murders, Sheila gasped. We think so, but we're not sure. Gossick never arrested the woman. She was never brought to trial. He just shot her and said that he had got his man, even though it was a woman. (laughs) He kicked off, he was kicked off the police force for it. But as I said, the murders did stop. Who was this Madame Scheimer? This is where it gets interesting. She was Heinrich Himmler's girlfriend. Do you know who he was? Well, he was the second most powerful man in Nazi Germany. He headed the SS and was in charge of the concentration camps. I see you learned your history well. <laughs> Some really oh, wow. graceful exposition. <laughs> Described also- Heimler as, or Himmler as worse than Hitler. All right, ma'am. I mean, debatable, I guess. I, I feel like this, I don't know how to describe this type of person, but there's always a type of person that's like, oh, you think like, I, I don't know how like to describe one upping? it. Yeah, it's almost like when oh, I'm being. Oh, you thought Hitler was bad? Wait till you hear about Hitler. <laughs> yeah, where it's like it's like trying to show off that you know so much about like X topic by being like, oh, you think like that's just like. Well, it's like, like we were saying earlier. Yeah. Where it's like it seems too on the nose to choose Hitler. Yeah, just trying to like. But even though it's not Hitler, like the second that he said it's a swastika, I went like, Ugh. yeah. Hmm. Um. But in terms of nobody talking like a real person, <laughs> in part of Gossip's story about um, Scheimer, like this is an old man talking to two teenagers and like they're trying to get pretty urgent information. Yeah, yeah. And I know that it's like a whole story, but he includes, then I looked into her green eyes and as I did, a faint sneer touched her lush lips because she knew I saw her for what she was. But like, if I'm ever... In a, if I ever in a ca- casual conversation talked about someone's lush lips, yeah, like no, gross, get away from me, <laughs> yeah, don't let me do that. The, honestly, like, also, yeah, it seems like he was kind of into her, yeah, yeah. Oh, for, well, he says that he's like, he her, like she talks about her body like, and and like he thinks that she has feminine like powers over the other men and. Yeah. The jail she's in. Oh, yeah. And he says that, like, he thinks that she worked some kind of, like, juju on him because he's yeah. like, I felt the need. Remember when he's like, I felt the need to, like, take her and, like, ravish her. But I know what you think. I know it sounds like I'm just, like, a soldier raping an enemy woman. But that's not he what it is. Say that. I'm trying to be a helper. It's not me. It's she had some control over me. And what she wanted me to do was take the guard's gun and get her out of there and then ravish her. Yeah, and he was like, and show her. What or let her show me what she knew or something like weird like that. I mean, I guess that makes sense in terms of like if she does have some sort of um, she's like supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Or some sort of psychic ability. Yeah. Uh, I found out. So when he's talking about killing Shimer, it's even (laughs) more ridiculous. It's not even like you can't fudge the body. It's. I buried, I buried, I buried, I buried Scheimer's body in the foothills of the mountains just outside of L.A. 
I told my partners what had happened. I felt I had to. There was an investigation. I was supposed to go to jail. But there were men and women on the force who liked me, people who knew me from the war. Strings were pulled. I was dismissed from the force, but I was not sent to jail. That means okay. he buried her yeah. even before letting them know. I see. Well, and also burying her. Like, he talks about the foot. That makes like, even I'm less sense as to why they would let him off. I'm imagining that he buried her, like, not even far from, like, where Forest Lawn Cemetery in Burbank is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But like this is nineteen ninety three, so there was stuff there. Or like Elysian Park. But he yeah, buried but even he, if he buried her like oh, way earlier. Think? It was that was when he was investigating. Oh, that's true. That's oh, right. True. So this is like the fifties. This isn't ninety three. This is the fifties. Okay. But still to be like, Oh, there's a whole mountain here. No one's ever gonna build on the other side of this and <laughs> dig up a body. <laughs> but like so So he that like that shows what, he's trying to hide it. But and also, like, so what a what the... freaking cop-out to just be like, strings were pulled. Yeah. Uh, there, he says there wasn't cops, even an like investigation. Judges. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I would have read so, a, But, like, that what's book. even weirder is, can you imagine, like, I Good, killed, yeah. Dory, I killed Shimer. I buried her body. And they're like, cool, we don't even need to dig that body up. Yeah, they don't even need we're, to investigate. We're just going to trust, trust you. that you, in fact, killed her. A, we're going to trust that you killed her. And B, we're going to trust that you did it for the right reasons. And then yeah. the entire justice system is so like, he just like brings that's them cool, man. To like a mound and he's like, she's in there. She's He doesn't even there. show them. I guess he just calls his friends and he's like, I killed a woman. I buried her. And they're like, oh boy, well, we're going to have to pull a few strings. <laughs> Where are your friends in the force? We're going to have to pull a few strings. But yeah, I would have totally. crazier. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I would have read a book about like, uh, Himmler and Scheimer, like being the empty vessels, and then like Himmler killing himself, and then Scheimer like getting in and out of like jail and uh, tr- being trapped and like yeah, being on like the barge. The Gossic story should be the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 100%. Gossic like trying to track her down, and then like maybe going back and forth between their perspectives of like hunt, like him trying to hunt her down and her like being evil, and him raising yeah the child, never knowing if she was going to be evil too. Yeah. And always watching for it. And it ending with that kind of, like, question. Yeah. 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 And also, like, him killing her, you know, that whole thing with the Force and, like, them covering it up for him. Missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's not a teen book, though. I don't think. Well, this isn't exactly a teen book. <laughs> no, it's just about teens. Yeah. Uh, uh. So, Sheila shook her head. Don't you see, Matt, that there must be a connection between this story and what's happening now? Otherwise, why would they be in the same book? <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt said, wait, we're characters in a book? And she said, yes, Matt. I guess you could say, I mean, it's kind of like the occult, but the literal meaning of occult is just that which is hidden. Just like we're hiding in this book. Uh, so he says, where is the connection? Matt asked. Scheimer died 50 years ago. She died like the rest of us would have died if we were shot. She has not crawled out of her grave. Matt Anybody shot gossip. died the way that I would die if I were shot. <laughs> okay. Christopher, my books are always funnier if you read them out loud. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean he was the one that had the, what was that? that yeah. line? What do you mean he, you were the one I who had, had the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, Matt appealed to Gossick. You're not suggesting that, are you? Gossick reached for his lemonade. No. <laughs> what became of the child, Sheila asked. Interesting question, Gossip 
said, taking a sip. Oh, God. Just answer. Yeah, just answer. His antics are so annoying. Um, I, Sheila it, plays a little too dumb with the creepy things that, uh, what the fuck is it? Dusty says. When Dusty's like, I'm not exactly a nice guy. And she's like, oh, come on. You're a nice guy. You've always been nice to me in class. And he's like, nobody knows who I really am. And like starts saying stuff like, um, what does he say? He's like, I, I'm not like other people. Yeah, I'm something. not like other people. And she's like, well, that makes you unique. And he's like, no, you wouldn't like like the if, person. Yeah, I Yeah, if somebody kept coming back with that, yeah. should be going yeah. off. She and she, the whole time she's like, oh, come Tons on. Of red or I feel like in improv that would be something where, like, if you did it's a like, scene the way that gift. Sheila did that. <laughs> Yeah, like a coach would be like, "No, you gotta ask. Like, yeah, yeah. why are like, you pushing?" This? Every yeah. time he says, "Like, you're denying the premise yeah. of the scene, Sheila." It's like, "I'm sorry, Sheila. Just react. Just react to it. Can you take a yeah. moment to let it affect you? you?" Seem like you came in with an idea of how you thought the scene was going to go, and you're not letting go of that. Or the other, the other thing is like, okay, that aside, would you hear this? Hear him tell you this and go? I even thought of hooking you up with Nancy. I know. So he's like, I'm not like other people. I nobody knows me. I'm different. I, I'm not as nice as you think. No. Do you want to date my friend? That is yeah. not the response, Nancy or Sheila. Um, I'm trying to find. Did he ever say like what happened to Levitz, who is the magic rabbi? I thought that I was just glazing over that because I had the thought towards the end of the book, like, what happened to that guy? Yeah, like, that seems like that should be the guy you call. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, because Gossick doesn't even say that he ever, he doesn't say whether he died in the war or what happened, but then he moves to L.A. and, like, they never talk about him again. Like, I feel like if Gossick moved to L.A. and then found out that Shimer was there, he would be like, Yo, right, Levitz, I got it. wherever I got you Levitz. are yeah. in the world, I need your magic Jewish powers. Yeah. <laughs> also, Hook he up like into that Kabbalah energy. He like even mentions maybe he met Madonna here, <laughs> <laughs> but he like mentions like when he's in that showdown with um, which one is the woman? Shimer. Sh- Shimer. Um, he's like, oh, like thank goodness, like Levitt told me how to. Um, open my mind to the universe because then I was able to break her spell. And at that point, I was like, "Wait, what happened to him?" Yeah, he's like has not been mentioned. This <laughs> yeah, where'd whole that time. guy go? Where did he go? Like the Yoda where'd the rabbi go? And, and they keep comparing him to Yoda. That's right. Yeah, except that it's... doesn't he say something ridiculous too? Like, are you familiar with Star Wars movie? And she's like, "Yeah, I see him on TV all the time." Oh, she says right. He's telling the story, and she goes. That sounds a lot like Star Wars. And he's like, oh. I love Star Wars. I've been watching the VCR and so yeah. many times, or the tape so many times, the VCR ate it up. Why? And then he's like, Pike, why? He goes, Maybe we can watch some Star Wars later. Do that. I was like, what? I knew that part was ridiculous, but I remembered zero details about it. Maybe it crazy. he's just trying to set it up so that you end the book being like, what a crazy adventure. But they did form some other like real friendship yeah. bonds. I think all the characters are going to hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After Thank all God. Done. They're probably going to see the sequels or the prequels together oh, yeah. in about six years. Oh, geez. The epilogue of this mm-hmm. book is insane. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's really ridiculous. Like, they just... Okay. <laughs> so it ends with Sheila in this... They're all in the cave. So Sheila and Dusty... Well, 
Dusty has Dixie in the cave. Sheila catches them there. Then Matt and Gossick show up. Dusty uses Sheila as a human shield. They like explain to him why he's bad. And or that he's not actually bad. Yeah, and his response is to kill himself. And his he shoots himself in the head and a fine spray settled over Sheila's head. It must have been his blood, she realized, his brain. Yet it was not sticky or wet, but dry, like dust that had lain undisturbed in a place forgotten by love. Sure, that's a thing I've seen. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it ends with like him killing himself and her crying. And then she gets carried out of the cave. She felt no joy that it was over because dot, 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 epilogue. Is it over? She asked Matt. And then there's like a whole paragraph about some like stuff that you didn't see where uh, the lieutenant shows up. But so she gets in the car after this has happened and says, is it over? And Matt says, you mean us? <laughs> Get out of your own ass, Matt. I know. You mean <laughs> us? This is like the swastika moment. Yeah. Where it's like, you asshole. Well, and also for My him to be asking My face is covered it, in blessed. Yeah, she's got <laughs> she's got dud blessed. Wait, I wanted Matt to be like, blessed. I've been telling you, I've been telling you we're over blessed. this whole book. Yeah. yeah, like the whole book is her being like, but are we broken up? And him being like, yeah, <laughs> we're for I'll sure. I'll drive you here because you're in an emergency, but we're not dating. And then at the end, when she's like, is this murder is party this? over? Oh, you us. <laughs> And okay, you know what? She sighed, if there even is an us. <laughs> okay, what are you both talking about? Okay, devil's advocate. I'm going to say that he's reacting rationally because this whole time these murders have been happening. And the whole time she's like, ah, this is really horrible. But are we still together, Matt? And he's like, no, no. I, that's true. <laughs> she so, maybe, so another read of that is, is it over? And I'm going, you mean us? Yeah. <laughs> God, Sheila. And then... If there even isn't us. If there even isn't us. Ugh. <laughs> I will yeah. have to say that epilogue, I got, I texted this to Lindsay. Place forgotten by love. I was so <laughs> angry about that. Reading, there will always be an us, Sheila. He said, I want you back. Not all tears were painful. She squeezed his hand. I never left, she said. I slapped my book closed and threw it across <laughs> there. I was like, fuck this book. Are you kidding yeah. me? They end up together. Are you joking? After all of that. And the uh, thing is, is, it wasn't like a nuanced change between them throughout the no, book. Where no. he's going, no, 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 we're over. And then he's like, whoa, what happened to Nancy? Uh, I'm just going to stay with you for a while because this is insane. And she's like, would you drive me here? And he's like, okay, this is so weird that, but but yes, of course I'll drive you. And they're trying to figure it out together. And yeah. he like slowly, like, it's like, or no, I can't like, let you go. Oh, I was or, so impressed by your deductive yes. reasoning. And, like, I find deductive reasoning in a girl so attractive. Sensual. <laughs> I was so impressed with your sensual reasoning. <laughs> like, and also... So that would have been something. But instead, he's just like, no, 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 no. We're together. Then, yeah. Well, she's, okay. Like, so is it over? You mean us? If there even isn't us. Matt looked at her. I almost lost you tonight. It was close, she agreed. I don't want to do that again. She bit her lower lip. Do you mean it? Like, first of all, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, I also don't want to drive out to the desert and watch yeah. someone kill himself in a cave. <laughs> I don't. Also, he is making this about <laughs> him constantly. Wanna... There, I don't want to do that again. 
It was really hard for me to see you get blood and <laughs> brain spattered all over your face. But yeah, like he seriously is only like, oh, I didn't realize I appreciated you until I watched you almost die. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, but He's why? He's a catch. Uh, well, and also that it ends like this. She's, I never left, she said. It's like, Okay, but you guys are going to drive back. His mom still hates you, and he's not <laughs> yeah. taking care of that. Like, things are going to normalize. And also, You're like, so going she's back to 100% going to cheat on him with the cop. Oh, God. There's that like, whole the thing. Like, the second yes. she turns 18. Yep. The second, ah, uh, yes. The second she turns 18, he's, he's going to pop up on our doorstep, for sure. Twist. <laughs> what if when Dixie turns 18, mm-hmm. she and Matt get together, and now Sheila is Matt's mother-in-law? Uh, oh my god! Oh my oh, god! So both things happen. <laughs> yeah, both things happen. Okay. Every character, like they need three threads. Yeah, yeah. Them. Mm-hmm. They have to. They're now entwined. Yeah, maybe Gossip will get with the. Well, no, the mom dies, not her. The housekeeper. Yeah. Okay. The housekeeper. Okay. Although she's a missus, I think she, Mrs. Garcia. But yeah. I mean, she could be a widow. I mean, who knows? It seems like she lives in their house, though. Oh, yeah, remember she, she sends does. money to her. Kids. To her family, to her kids, yeah. We don't know about a man. We don't know. I ain't got a man. What's your man got to do with me? <laughs> this uh, book was insane. Yeah, there was so I much. Don't know. You don't know what to say at this point. But when I when I was reading this book, I was in eighth grade, I believe, mm. and. I was reading in class, my history class at the time with Mr. Atwood. (laughs) He didn't teach anything, really. We would just sit in class and he would just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about everything and nothing and just what he felt like. He called them his bird walks, (laughs) Mr. Atwood's bird walks. Um, But that was every day in class. I truly don't remember doing any kind of real work. What class was it supposed to be? History. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, And... Or maybe it was still called social studies at that point. We didn't start taking history until high school. But so I'm sitting in class. I'm just reading this book. He's talking about and then he's like, quote unquote, teaching us about Japanese internment camps. Mm -hmm. And he's going around. He's like, I want to know what everyone in this class would have said when they were introducing Japanese internment camps. Like, how do you sell it to the American people? Whoa. Like, he always thought he was, like, really making us think. Yeah, yeah. So it goes around class. Everybody he calls on is like, well, I would just uh, tell the American people that, like, we're not safe unless we put Japanese Americans in camps. Mm. And, like, that's how we sell it. And because I was reading this book, I had already gotten to the part where they're talking about how, like, the lead into putting... Jewish people in camps was to say it was like for their own safety. Mm, like how no. do how do they phrase that in the book? Uh, it was how could shit. I not have taken a photo of that part when like I knew that that was part of this. And he even story says like that's the irony tell. of it. He even says yeah, that right exactly. Fuck, I remember that part. Where is it? Um, Where is it? Ugh, I just keep seeing the word Einstein in italics. Ugh. Oh my! Seriously, it's like every page. Oh, girl, it seriously been has taken. been every single page that I've. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up watching Star Wars movies. This is something Yoda might have said, is what I just saw. All right, all right. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm so something sorry. Something protection or something like that? He told an assemblage of foreign newspaper men, and I quote, and I quote, what? <laughs> the Jews are as much citizens as those of the non-Jewish faith. Their lives and property are equally respected. 
protective custody where it concerns Jews must be understood in this light. Yes, locking up Jews was called protective custody. What irony. So I had already read that. And Mr. Atwood gets to me and he's like, Lindsay, what would you have said to sell it to the American people? And I said, oh, I would have said it was for their own protection because of our war with Japan. Uh, Citizens might become angry at them. And so we wanted to keep Japanese Americans safe from harm. And he was like, yes, that is exactly (laughs) how it would be. That's exactly what was said. In fact, I'm like, (laughs) thanks, Christopher Pike. (laughs) So that actually came in handy in school. That's crazy. I learned more from Christopher Pike than I did from my eighth grade history teacher. From your bird walks. Uh, Follow-up story on Mr. Atwood. He really liked the class, the ninth grade class just after I left junior high and then wasn't allowed to speak at their graduation because he's a terrible teacher. And I think they were just like, no, you're not allowed to speak. You're erratic. So he took a hammer to the English teacher's classroom next door. Really? And just smashed the shit out of things. What? Whoa. Yeah. So he was fired. He was one of the... What is there to smash with a hammer in Like windows? Desks and windows oh, and okay. just items on her desk. And Whoa. That's threw like... around, I think. A lot. I feel like And there's... Mr. Atwood was also a person where, like, if he wanted to speak to you in, like, the little, like, private teacher mm-hmm. room that was shared between classrooms... And you were a girl, you sort of knew that that wasn't the best idea. Or it was like, we all just got a vibe. And so when he would, if he asked to speak with me in that room, I always had like one eye on the door. And I was like, okay, how many people are still in the classroom right now? I'm just, I'm just not sure how this is going to go. Like there was just a, he was odd. He was just a strange man. That is gross. Bogus history teachers. That makes me think of this um, history teacher, actually, that my sister had who just made up curriculum. Like, he would just, like, make up This things. is exactly what Mr. Atwood did. Yeah, and he told—my sister came home one day, and she was, like, so mad. And she's like, I hate my teacher. And I was like, why? And she was like, you will not believe what he expects us to believe. Oh, and, it was, like, different then. No, yeah, it was—he made up facts. Okay. So he was like, listen, the reason why humans started doing agriculture was— they were eating each other, and <laughs> and they I think were I just snotted on my arm yeah. just now. And they were afraid that they were gonna like run out of people, so they decided they should start planting crops. I have that great respect like for public school teachers, but there are so many fucking ridiculous stories, yeah. like this, where it's like, how do you still work here? How do you have a job? I had a teacher in high school that was. Um, my economics teacher and I like don't think I learned anything beyond like on an extremely basic level like what <laughs> supply and demand each are or like yeah. how they work together. Same for me. Um but for a whole year like this this teacher was also um really right wing and this mm. is like when George W. Bush was president and he was the kind of person that would like make fun of vegetarians and like <laughs> oh that's rabbit cool. food that's cool yeah and um but in his class we would just like watch a bunch of just like tapes of John Stossel reports <laughs> oh my <laughs> god and he you'd like look out in the class or out into the hall mm. and like the door would be closed and he'd be like looking in the tiny window of the door into the classroom and like <laughs> cleaning his ear with his keys. <laughs> 
was so weird. And like he was the um academic decathlon. That image is insane. Yeah, he was crazy. <laughs> and like he tried to get me to join academic decathlon, and his pitch for me was like, "You should. You're so much smarter than your brother," <laughs> which I'm not. But he also like didn't like my because my brother mm. had long hair and so oh. he was just like hippie. stoner yeah. <laughs> which my brother Slacker. also wasn't but so anyway he was an idiot but then a different teacher had a grad or uh, insane not just an idiot had a retirement party um like right after my class's graduation and so a bunch of us went to it and a friend of mine who like mr barry was the teacher that i'm mainly talking about and um like a friend of mine had like his dad knew Mr. Barry and he'd done stuff like they definitely knew each other. Mm-hmm. And at this retirement party for a different teacher, my friend Mikey walked up to Mr. Barry and was just like, hey, Mr. Barry. And Mr. Barry just went, yup, see ya. <laughs> I don't have to stay in conversations. I don't want to. Oh, God. It's such an asshole move. But like I think about it all the time. How much I wish I could. Yup, see ya. <laughs> And just leave. That's awesome. Uh, I had a psychology teacher senior year uh, who we started. So my school had a child development center, and but it was like specifically for teenage moms and oh. their kids would stay there. And then they were still able to go to classes and graduate, hopefully, and learn how to take care of their kids. And That's he was, cool. yeah, it was a really nice program. and. He was arguing against it. He was saying that they should have to go to a completely different school because they were a bad example for the students. Really, it's for blah, their blah, own blah. protection. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. But so he's saying this, and I started, I feel like I was the only one who was like really arguing against him. Like other people were like sort of looking at it. It was like an intellectual debate. And I got so enraged and i was like okay well what about all the dads what about all the dads who who uh had those kids with the girls do they also have to go to that school and he said well no because they i mean men and women are completely different and they don't it's not the same kind of responsibility because like the mother is really nurturing blood blah 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 and i stood up and I did like i took my hands and did like a v at my reproductive <laughs> organs and I screamed look at me choosing to have ovaries and I stormed out of class <laughs> I was so angry and then there was another time I don't even remember why we were talking about this but I specifically <gasps> remember him saying that he preferred smaller breasts because it was like holding a nice no. firm apple no okay no. what the fuck and then later on every this, level exactly this teacher got cancer a while back like eight years ago maybe and on facebook there were a few students from my high school going oh we're trying to get like a card together just to tell this teacher how much he means to us and la 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 and how much we thank him and i was like am i being gaslit like how like what are you talking about how could you respect this man yeah like I don't even care if he was doing that thing where he's like, well, I'm pushing back so that you debate the other side. I'm like, go fuck yourself. You are a high school teacher. 
And you're telling me that women should be ostracized for having children and that the men should pay no consequences. Also, it's like the dude like, saying that women are hosts. Well, yeah. and it's it's like if you're if you're trying to get people to like spark a debate, usually you don't go against the disenfranchised. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you're not like devil's advocate here. And then like Or at the very least <laughs> introduce it as a debate. Like yeah. let's let's have a an informal debate on the merits and drawbacks to having a child development class on campus. That I can see where it's like, okay, well now I have to crystallize my argument on this. I have to yeah. explain my own opinions mm-hmm. and why I have them. But this was just him being a fucking dick. And I don't understand why everybody else I went to school with seemingly liked this man. Yeah. I think like there were people that kind of liked Mr. Barry in the and I in retrospect it almost feels the same way as like Donald Trump where people were just like they respected that he like said what he he thought yeah exactly and that he would make jokes about like eating endangered species and stupid (laughs) shit he sucked he also used to like stand with his foot up on a desk and like it presented his (laughs) junk in an extremely disgusting way yeah Um, I keep snotting on myself when I laugh yeah, I had a cold, and now I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I keep turning around to cough. I hope. No. I wonder how audible. We're all is. disgusting. You're all gross. Great, great, good. Kelly had the flu a couple of weeks. ago. I did. Oh, no. That's why I had to cancel. And then I had a cold last week, and that's why I had to cancel. Um, what is it with like male teachers exposing their? I had a. I maybe have talked about him on this podcast. Uh, Mr. Ward. I will go ahead and name check him. Uh, he was my chem. To a P teacher in high school, and he would wear gray sweatpants oh my God. without underwear. Uh, so it was like what? A, a drapage. How is that even allowed? If you're not I a know. gym teacher, yeah, you should not be wearing sweatpants. There's a dress code for women. Yeah, well, not our, our like school. Oh yeah, we like can't wear spaghetti straps because it oh might my be God. distracting to boys. I. But you can show your friggin' so, penis. Yeah, my mom <laughs> bought me. Yeah. But here's through the a, definite shape of my dick through my sweatpants. Loose cotton. Yeah. <laughs> Jersey cotton. Yeah. I so my mom bought me like a uh, a number of like cute camisoles in different mm. colors and was like encouraging me to wear them. She was trying to encourage me to be okay with my body. <laughs> I'm like 13 or 14 cuz I was really uncomfortable with myself like I had had a skid problem broke out on my arms and I didn't ever want my arms to show and my mom was really trying to make me okay with myself cuz she's a good Mom. <laughs> and so I go to school and I have a cardigan or I don't have a cardigan. I go to school and I have spaghetti straps. And my female geometry teacher comes up to me and is like, I'm going to send you to the principal's office. Your attire is unacceptable. And frankly, Good Lindsay, God. I would expect better from you. No. Oh, my God. And then God. I had to go to the principal's office and wear some like gym shirt or something. Yeah, they always give you like a huge shirt. Yeah. And I was never okay with my body. I'm still not okay with my body. Like, I wonder why. It's because shit like that all the time was, Mm -hmm. like, just showing skin is enough to drive young boys insane. Yeah, it's like... Sure, but they have to deal with it. They're never going to exist in a world that other people's bodies inhabit. Yeah, why is their boner our problem? That's the problem. Their boner should be their problem. Because here's the thing. Everybody, all, all kids are going through weird hormone situations. It's unfair... To say, all right, girls, you got to deal with your You're hormone the thing and, and, and their, their hormone, yeah. hormone thing, which is like, 
I mean, I guess life in general. Yeah. <sighs> but I feel like That's it, would, it culture, should be, baby. to me, it would even make more sense to me if they like had a school-wide policy of like, boys, you got to deal with your BO because it's distracting. <laughs> yeah. Like that feels more immediately distracting. Like, and oh, that yeah. is an actual like help. Yeah. That like, like we, you need to be told this. Yeah. You need to learn this basic hygiene. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like, it is something that can physically make you not feel well to be smelling someone's like intense BO. Yeah. Whereas like a spaghetti strap camisole is like half a centimeter quote unquote worse mm-hmm. than a tank top. Just a tank top. Yeah. yeah we had I guess we weren't allowed to wear we tank to, tops either. We had, Fuck school. I think tank top we couldn't have spaghetti straps. And I don't remember if it was at school or at camp that there was like tank tops. They had, the strap had to be like three fingers wide Whoa. or something. What the fuck difference? But we also that would have weird ones, you know, the or the it's not that weird, it's pretty common, but about like your shorts. Had to be as long as like where your fingers come down. To. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. I have short legs and long arms, and like there are no shorts in the skirt. world. Like literally Bermuda shorts is what I'm. <laughs> That's what you got. Like, but I could actually just get away with wearing whatever shorts because my legs are so short that they never like looked that <laughs> short on me. But it was frustrating. I mean, because you're from Southern California. Like I'm yeah, from it was Phoenix, fucking hot, and I like yeah. I was like it's literally wear. 115. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was. I can't wear a tank top. October. It was September or October. School, I think, had just started. I had been doing some like summer program at the zoo. I wore the camisole then. I didn't like it. I didn't like wearing that fucking thing. But my mom was right to try to make me okay with my body. And then here, this geometry teacher is making my worst nightmare come true, which yeah. is that yeah. my skin is unacceptable to society. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I hate it. I hate that. It was weird. Our high school did not have a dress code. We had like it like it was pretty crazy what people wore. I remember one time it was um class comp, which is like just each grade gets assigned a color and then you're supposed to wear that color on the pep rally day and then you're, we see which grade is the most school spirity. Mm-hmm. I remember the senior girls when I was a freshman were purple and there were a bunch of girls that wore purple cellophane. Whoa. Yeah. What? Yeah, over a bra and panties. Okay. Over so where, yeah, but this is what's so interesting is if was it a public school? Public school. Wow. Yeah. Then we didn't have any uh, in Torrance. Oh, interesting. But then where that principal got fired, and then we got a new principal, and then there was a dress code my senior year. That's weird that it's able. It that should be uniform across the board. Yeah, it's weird. I wished, in fact, that we had uniforms so that I didn't have to fucking think about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I've heard that. And I've uh, when I I've worked in public schools here and I was surprised at first because a lot of them had uniforms Mm -hmm. or like just very basic where it's like you have to be wearing a navy or light blue polo. Yeah, like khakis, Mm -hmm. pants or a skirt. I almost went to a a Catholic high school and that was the thing. Yeah, like I went because when I was growing up, the the Catholic (laughs) schools or those private schools would have like very specific uniforms. And then I was surprised when I started working in public schools that they had uniforms at all. And then I, it's just um, the reasoning there because these were also elementary. So it's like not, they're not worried about like Sex. sexualizing anything, but um, just so that it, kids aren't competitive with like what, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like you don't, it evens the playing field. Yeah. 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 I mean, they still all away. had like, 
Angry Birds backpacks and shit. <laughs> they would compare, but I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because, like, I remember being in middle school and, like, Abercrombie and Fitch becoming, like, a big deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember when Abercrombie and Fitch was the shit. Yeah. High when that hit. And that was the weird yeah. thing is that, like, my, it wasn't at all that my family, like, couldn't afford it. But my mom was just like, I'm not going to pay that much. Yeah, exactly. My mom was like, there is no way I'm spending, like, $80 for a, like, tank top. Like she was like, yeah, you are not gonna wear that. I loved Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> My mother did purchase clothes for me there, or I think I was in high school, so like I was purchasing mm. clothes for me. Um, that you know allowance and then a job. But my dad found out that I like Abercrombie and Fitch, and so rather than like get me a gift certificate there or a shirt that my mom told him I liked, oh no, he bought stock for me in Abercrombie and Fitch. Huh. He bought like 50 shares of Abercrombie and Fitch stock. <laughs> and that was my Christmas present. No, I sold it a while back. Oh. Good move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember how much it gave me. That's so weird. That's so it was weird. weird. That That's was very like my dad all over. That's also so funny to be like, well, I know you like this thing, but instead of the thing you like about it, I'm going to give you the thing you couldn't get. Yeah, like yeah. if I was in fourth grade and somebody bought me stock in like Thai, to, like the Beanie Baby company. Yes. I'd be like, oh, I, I want actual Beanie is. Babies. Yeah, I'm a well, child. Well, now you own part of it. <laughs> like, it's one thing Not if the part you are. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's so annoying. It's one thing Parents if you're like, that. I want to build for my child future so i'm like setting aside stock for them but it's another if that's my fucking gift like you know i like that give me a gift certificate yeah i'm not even asking you to do work but also what's funny is that it's like it's not that you liked abercrombie and fitch like as a company exactly it wasn't like i respected their mission statement yeah nor is it a good gift in terms of like saving for your future because like no i got like 150 bucks out of that in the end like there have to have been, you know, smarter investments. Yeah, and also what that's did you a think gift. I was gonna keep purchasing stock in the company. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and that's a gift that requires like work out of you because now you have to sell it if you want. Yeah. Any uh, money like that's that was I think he was tr- <laughs> doing like a life or financial oh lesson God. on us. Oh, that's so funny. It was real weird. <laughs> Parents just don't understand. Just don't understand. You know, we mentioned it earlier, but I do like. The whole time I was reading this book, I was just like, where are their parents? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the only parents that make an appearance are Nancy's. Yeah. And, and they're so oh, consumed yeah. by grief that they're like, okay. Also, whatever. they're in Vegas, like, on weeknights. Yeah. They're on a fun trip. Uh, I have a friend who she's, she um, says that her parents always go during the week because it's cheaper and less people, fewer people. Are they retired? Mm, I don't think so. That makes sense. I guess Maybe also though. if you were leaving like a high school age kid at home, if you go during the week, it's like, well, you're not going to have a party on a yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, they're still at school. Nobody, nobody can come. parents are going to let them leave. Yeah. That's actually great parenting. Nancy's parents might be the best parents in the book. Frugal. Yep. Too bad their kid got murdered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Not their fault. Life's not fair. You never know when uh, an empty shell of a Nazi human oh. is going to kill your daughter. You just don't know. <laughs> you never know. It could happen to anyone. Any parent. There's just no amount of parenting that can prevent Nazism. I think that's the like takeaway from this book is that it's relatable. 
Yep. It's a really relatable book. Yeah, everyone like makes mistakes. The kind of thing you hear about on the evening news, and you yeah. never think it's going to happen to you. Oh, the evening twilight news. Yeah. <laughs> God, the green of grass at evening twilight. Does that just mean dark green or almost black? It, it means green it in means the dark. dark. So, like, you know it should be green, it, yeah. but it looks black. It, it means It looks super, like something that was green an yeah, hour ago. It's, yeah. it's black eyes where you go, did I just see a hint of green? It's a, mem- a memory of green. <laughs> Maybe in direct sunlight that would look green, but for now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just dark. Just classic just dark. Pike. Classic Pike where you're using a simile that just further muddies what you're trying mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, dust settling on a place that love forgot or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes right, his passages are cool and good sometimes not truly yeah. though like if gothic story was the whole book like that'd be a very cool book. And, i mean and it 100 percent is in x-file it would be a great episode of that and like giving even a single shit about where this evil came from or like oh is it gonna pass on like yeah there's literally nobody expresses any concern any consideration at all of it, ha- like, yeah. They all seem to just know that it ends with him, yeah. which is weird. Like, or the only the questioning that is that Sheila says, "Is it over?" Oh, yeah. And Matt says, "You mean us?" Well, so, and then it never that immediately answered. becomes the conversation. Yeah. yeah. So we don't get an answer. No. <laughs> we just know that they're back together. Yep. Thank God that was the real question I had on my mind. I think to an extent, Christopher Pike is always like, "Oh, turn him out. You do- you guys don't care." Yeah. Teens. Teen girls. Teen what do they? Like? However, in the back of this. Um, in the author description, it lists a bunch of other books he wrote, and at the end, oh, <laughs> excuse me, at the end Sati. it says, and Sati, an adult novel about a very unusual lady. A very unusual Not that kind lady. of adult. It's just oh. not YA. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've read that book. She says she's God. Mm. Um, that's how she's unusual. Uh, but he did write, so he wrote a few non-YA novels. He wrote just like a few straight fiction novels and one of them is called the cold one and i maybe it is kind of like this because it's like a detective i think trying to track down something about some murders and there's like an evil woman and something or other and i start i looked at like the first couple of pages and it is markedly different really yeah do they all have evil women no okay no no i don't most of the time the the uh, protagonists, protagonists are ninety percent of the time female. Okay, that's why it's that's like cool. I've been deputized. It's because I'm a teen who really knows the score. But like mm-hmm. she's very smart. She's uh, very perceptive. Like after I want to say like what his eighth book, then then the women started getting not horrible. Yeah, maybe fifth. The first few books, it was everyone awful. was terrible. It was awful. Everyone was despicable. Mm-hmm. Every woman hated each other and just were trying to steal each other's boyfriend and win homecoming. And mm-hmm. all the men were like date rapists. What? Uh-huh. I really wonder what his high school experience was like. Because I, I feel like it has to, it's being reflected. In- mm-hmm. I think he feels like an unappreciated outsider that's too smart for everybody else. Yes. Because whenever there's a character like that, it's very clearly his stand-in. I mean, so is that dusty in this It's one? a little bit dusty. It's a little bit dusty. You know what? He does dedicate the book to himself. Yeah. <laughs> to my boy, boy Dusty. I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> so my boy, me, a.k.a. Dusty Shame, a.k.a. <laughs> Sometimes when I talk about myself, AKA I call myself Dust. dust. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, who? <laughs> a.k.a. Dust, a.k.a. Dusty Shimer, a.k.a. D. Also, Shimer. it's so funny to be like, oh, you know what girls like? Steven Seagal's ponytail. Yes, yes. that's why of I took things. a photo of that part. Of is I was like, things. what the fuck does he think 
does he think that teen girls look at Steven Seagal and are like, there's an attractive man. There's a man I'd like to get between the sheets. I've, I'm trying to, like, who would it have been in? <laughs> I love that. And Debbie Gibson. Maybe Brad Pitt? Or is that a little bit early? Brad Pitt. I forget what uh, Thelma and Louise was. That was it's not quite Leonardo DiCaprio yet. No, not He's yet. He's so young. Still. It's close. Yeah, it's close. When is uh, when was Pretty Woman? Like would Richard Gere? I don't or think is so. He That's too old. too old. He's too old. He's Adult women. He looks like a dad. Richard Gere. That's true. He is a dad, and he um, is very attractive. He's very attractive. Uh, but I new, think we. I are mean, is women. this pre New Kids on the Block? No, no, because but was... I think that skews way younger. That's like One Direction. Oh, like mm. tweens. Okay. Um, the and it's a little late for like the Corys anymore. Yeah. Who did I like for the Brad at this pack. point? Definitely. Definitely yeah. for Brad Pack. Uh, 93. Zach Morris? Like, oh. oh. Uh, probably there's like no way he was watching Saved by the Bell, though. No. He, he was not immersed in teen culture. I mean, we know that from well, time. Star Wars references. Star Wars and Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. So. What a great book. <laughs> yeah, thank you for making me read this because I never Happy in a million to. years would have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if not for this podcast, I don't think I would have either. Um, That's the reason we started this podcast is to have an excuse to read these books. <laughs> I mean, it was very easy to read. Yeah. It's like it's, a I mean, one sitting. Regardless, it's a yeah, fun read. It is. Because I was kind of like, what's going to happen? <clears throat> Come on, Chris. What's going to happen? It's in, in all of his ideas are very interesting. Yeah. But I think he's just banging him out because he's like, well, yeah. he they has so many books. They don't fucking give a shit. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. I, this feels like something that I would like read on an airplane and then be like, well, <laughs> yeah. right, never going to think about that and, again. And then touch down and you've immediately forgotten. Yeah. Unless you're a child and then you think about it uh, even when you're 34. So you just start <laughs> a never-ending podcast just to talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless that. It imprints on you. Yeah. Yeah, like a baby I mean, when dog. I was, like, all the YA books that I read, <clears throat> like, I read, um, I mean, I read Harry Potter, like, as they were coming out, and I love, like, the His Dark Materials trilogy. Oh, right. And I told you you weren't allowed to do it because it's too classy. But there are new ones coming <laughs> out this year. Oh. But there's, yeah, it's still too classy. Not yeah. really, but it's not, it's very different. It's not this. this. Um, I, mean, maybe I read a lot point. of books about Merlin. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Were you a, a Mist of Avalon girl? Did no. Did you ever read that? I'd like to read that now. I want to read that now. My I remember being very scandalized about things reading it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it time, but I remember being like, I, I mean, I read reading... a lot of like Judy Bloom. Uh, Judy Bloom. Yeah. Blubber. I'm reading Blubber. I, I, I remember reading Forever, few. and that was and that one has like some sex in it. Oh, and I was like, oh, I, I truly went from Babysitter's Club to Christopher Pike to Stephen King. Yeah, that's a fair trajectory, I mm-hmm. feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, re- I mean, I read a lot of Goosebumps. In, I read like, a lot elementary of Goosebumps, school. yeah. And then I moved straight in from that, went right to Animorphs. Ooh, Animorphs. <laughs> I was such an Animorph yeah. head. Ooh, I thought Tobias was probably really hot if he wasn't a hawk. Oh, yeah, but he was stuck as a hawk, <laughs> I know, unfortunately. I was like, uh. <laughs> he uh, went past the two-hour limit or whatever <laughs> yeah. that arbitrary thing stuck. is. Got, yeah, I know alien technology has said that if you stay longer than two Earth hours <laughs> as an animal, you get stuck. First, you got to touch what the animal bummer. to acquire to, it. You, and also, first, you have to touch that cube. Right, that that uh, the alien guy has. Oh, the and I mean that's how they originally you got originally all the get it. Yeah, when then you got to touch it. They found come an, out. 
Uh, I want to say 90. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Or like, and that's the thing too. I don't remember like when they came out, if I was reading them when they came yeah. out or if they'd been out for a couple of years. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I was, I would have been in ninth grade. Mm. Um, they definitely were around when I was in middle school. I started reading them in, or, in middle which would have been like no, like or, eighth grade. You know I was what? in eighth. Grade. I was reading them in elementary school, and then middle school. I remember. I would say that I was reading them like between ninety seven and ninety nine, probably. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in high school, so I know nothing of Animorphs. Well, you're missing out. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> I reread some later. <laughs> I have there... book one in my bookshelf that I bought for a prop for a nineties party. Still <laughs> oh, my that's pretty good. My mom. Um, owns a tutoring business and mm. so she has like a library at her oh, office and so like dream. I worked there over the summer some year in college or no, I don't know doesn't matter but <laughs> and I ended up rereading like probably 14 or 15 animals <laughs> man do they hold up um I mean yes and no mm. like yes the ideas of them are still interesting or it still is like kind of cool world building mm. but Kind of it's like the this. same as like when you read yeah. any book as an adult and you're like, oh, wow, this is not written for a grown person. <laughs> yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. So they weren't like impressive to revisit. Right. But I was like, oh, I get why I like these. Yeah. 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 Cool. Should we start an Animorphs podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It would just endless It would just be yeah. Tobias fan club. Yeah. Because... <laughs> 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 the reason we're doing this podcast is because Kelly has a podcast recapping Buffy episodes, and I was on that. And on that podcast, I said we should start a Christopher Pike podcast because we now both we reference Christopher Pike. No, you said let's start an Animorphs, Animorphs podcast, and so now you guys are contractually obligated to start Animorphs that podcast. podcast. It's that's how you make podcasts. You talk mm-hmm. about saying on, on a different podcast. podcast. It's a and Russian so so nesting forth. doll of podcasting. Podcast. So mm-hmm. I look forward to hearing that from you guys. Yeah. Coming soon. <laughs> um, In the meantime, uh, takeaways from this from this book? I don't know. Uh, Nazis are bad. Bugs are bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cockroaches are bad. Um, they have mucus on them. Weird. Did not know. Hmm. Yeah, which I is, know con- I feel what? like, conflicting with the dryness yeah. discussed the other time. Yes. <laughs> Varying wetnesses and drynesses. If in this you're book. hearing a voice... Uh, Check if it's your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Check if it's your mom. <laughs> mom? Uh, <laughs> uh, even if we can someone f- has Alzheimer's, they mm-hmm. shouldn't be biting you. They yes. should like, not be biting not you. That's not normal. But also yeah. don't smother them in response. Yeah, no. Because um, they will probably die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's your mom. That's your mom. Uh, Jews can chill because it turns out that evil did the Holocaust. Not, not people. Not people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So chill already. Yeah. yeah. What's the big? Um, yeah. Like, what more do you, you guys had a magic rabbi. What yeah. Else? Yeah. Who could do telekinesis? Everything's fine now. So. Yeah. Like, uh, talk a hundred times more about that. Yeah. Was, it was a paragraph when it should have been like, we need to, how did this guy learn book. this? book. That, like, that should have been the book. He was just like, he showed me he could uh, move a book with his eyes. Okay. Well, Christopher yeah, Pike, where'd if that you're guy listening go? to this, this book was Tried dedicated book. to yourself and- do another one for yourself. Yeah, you. It could be another dark story written on some other dark nights. Yeah. You already pretty much wrote it. Mm-hmm. Just make that one a book. What's funny is that the next book is dedicated to the Maharishi. Huh. Big change. Big left turn. Yep. Hmm. 
That's well, the man. eternal enemy. Instead of getting a book yourself. That's the first time this has happened. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. I've ever seen that in any book. I've never seen that. Maybe it was like a... Like, just I really don't put myself dedication. Yeah, just through the ringer, just even thinking about this. You okay. know what? He could just he I could just know it that to myself on those nights of writing this. I think he should just know that in his head. Just yeah. does know that. You, you know what? That. This one was for me. Yeah, he could just <laughs> say that and then start typing. <laughs> this time, the drinks for me. Mm-hmm. Um, then he plops a Werther's in his white rush. Yeah, and then <laughs> clogs it down. Get started on the next one right away. There is no <laughs> lag time with Pike. Um, is that where the phrase "coming down the pike" came from? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and and we've done it. <laughs> yep. So now you've learned just another thing of the many things you've learned. Yeah. Tonight. Wow. Mm-hmm. A lot from this book. I learned how to justify Japanese internment camps. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Katie. Do you oh. have anything you want to plug? Um. Well, th- first of all, thank you for having me. Um, not really anything specific. I guess if I have like shows and st- I'll promote them on Twitter. Is that yeah? Right? What's your yeah. Twitter handle? It's at Katie Two Hands. Two is spelled out. T W O. Um, yeah, follow so Katie on Twitter. Katie and I have two hands. Yeah. Oh. So it's easy to remember. Cool. What a cool. What a cool. What a cool mnemonic device. <laughs> <laughs> A secret yeah. origin story for you. Remember how many hands? Great. Right, well, our book next episode should be Eternal Enemy. I think so. Yeah. If yeah. not, I mean, it's check our Facebook. It's either Eternal Enemy or The Immortal, based on how we can schedule things. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Get both. We'll see you next time on Get Both. Thank you so much for listening to Team Creeps. Our artwork is by James Mulholland. Our theme music is by Mike Carlson. If you like what you hear, please, please, please like, subscribe, rate. It really does help a lot. Um, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Team Creeps Pod. You can also email us at teencreepspod at gmail.com. And um, we really like talking with you guys on social media. It's super fun to uh, engage with you about these awesome and awesomely bad books. So keep it creepy. (laughs) 